Welcome to Geek Pites. I'm Mike Ortiz bringing you some exciting news. We are back. Yes, you heard it right here, folks. Geek Fights is back, but with a twist. We are now part of the Freebooters Network. Uh, the Freebooters Network is an umbrella for a bunch of geek-themed podcasts. We're happy to add our unique voice to this already fantastic chorus of geeky love. The Freebooters is a single feed that contains our show, plus other shows like Hero Man and Sidekick Boy, a comic book podcast, uh, Anonymous Tabletop, and the Exploding Dice Radio, both gaming podcasts, Nerf Herders, a general geekery podcast, and a whole bunch more. Now that means the new episodes won't be part of this feed. This feed will stay where it is, uh, continuing to bring you what we are now calling Geek Fights the Original Series, but we really want you to go ahead and subscribe to the Freebooters Network and try the rest of the awesome podcasts we bring you every month. So head on over to freebootersnetwork.com to check out all the geeky goodies or subscribe in iTunes, um, where you can also rate and review the Freebooters. Uh, if you're uh, also going to check them out on Facebook um, and like, give them a like over there. And while you're there, check out Geek Fight's pa uh, Facebook page, because that's where Damon and I are going to be really trying to engage a lot more. We'll bring you a lot more news, a lot of topics, and try to continue the sort of discussions that we have here uh, on this wide range of topics. While we do want those of you that are subscribed to this old feed to subscribe to the new one, we're going to release the first few episodes here as well so that you can see what you're in for. Uh, this is the first episode. It's New Star Wars versus New Star Trek. Um, there are some technical difficulties in, the, difficulties in this one because there always are, and uh, we are a bit rusty. We'll release a couple more here as we uh, get back into the swing of things. Um, but please, after listening to this one, check out the second new Geek Fights episode, the best Marvel movie, which is already available in the Freebooters feed. And then in a couple weeks, we're going to be bringing you the long-promised best vehicle. So I hope all of you that have supported us here will continue to do so at our new home, as well as all of our sibling podcasts. And we aren't just keeping this feed alive for the old stuff. We will be releasing some new podcast experiments that may just lead to a new show using various Geek Fights alumni and more. So keep an eye on this feed, but definitely head on over to the Freebooters Network and uh, continue to check us out there. So until then, keep fighting the Geek Fight. Madness-style bracketed showdown to determine the ultimate winner. In this inaugural episode, the topic can only be new Star Trek versus new Star Wars. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Geek Fights, the policy scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. Is it? I don't know how to do this anymore. I've forgotten how to do it, Mike. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, um, why are we in Canada? What are we doing? Well, uh, we're we're back. Um, this is uh, this is the return of Geek Fights after a long hiatus, uh, slightly different format, but this one's going to be pretty uh, pretty familiar. Um, it's what we used to do, what we're doing again. We've got the the brackets. It's all like it was before. Uh, Damon, uh, who's joining us today? I'm not going to say everybody. I'm going to talk about the reason why we're oh, doing yeah, the this. The reason why we're back. <laughs> yeah, the reason why we're back. 
Geek Nation tours himself, Mr. Karis Cassidy. Hello. Hello, hello. So, thank you guys. I'm really excited about uh, getting this on on the road again. This has always been one of my favorite podcasts of all times. Uh, sorry to all you guys that have other podcasts, but lo- loved always participating with you guys, hanging out with you guys, and talking geek. And this just seems to be a great oh, because of course Geek Nation tours, right? So, um, I've always had really good vibes about having you guys come back and of course I've got the uh, Freebooters Network and so hopefully we'll uh, put this on the Freebooters Network and people will dig it yeah this uh, we are now part of the Freebooters Network um, our show will be coming out through their feed uh, this may be in our feed as well um, but uh, you definitely have to subscribe over there to keep uh, getting future episodes of this and uh if you found this, I'm assuming it's because we'll be posting this on Facebook and things like that and telling everybody. But this episode may also be in in the feed. Maybe a couple more until people get used to uh, switching over. Um, but yeah, Geek Fights is is back. Um, so uh, Harris contacted us and uh, invited us, and it, you know it's, it's been a while. We did a couple of episodes uh, a while back, but uh, now we're going to get back on a regular schedule and. Uh, you know, when we first started this and when we finished this and pretty much the whole way we did this the original time, uh, we, we always had a fight called Star Wars versus Star Trek. So that's what we are doing again tonight as we bring out, uh, the return of Geek Fights. We've also got the return of Star Wars versus Star Trek. But, uh, as this is the new Geek Fights, this is just going to be stuff from the new Star Wars and the new Star Trek. So pretty much. Uh, from J.J. Abrams forward on Star Trek, and then uh, all of the new Star Wars stuff, including uh, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, so, Damon, in terms of the fight, who is joining us tonight? I, I have to say these people's names? <laughs> yeah, that's how we did it. I want you to pronounce my last name right. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to pronounce a lot of things right. But there's one name I can get right. There's one name I know I can get right. That's Mr. Chris Mitchell. He's back with us all the way from England. Uh, yeah, uh, carrying on the tradition, the great American tradition of cheap foreign labor, I am back. Uh, I See, I didn't ask how people wanted me to say their names or anything. Dev, say hello, Dev. Sure. Uh, my name is Devin Turak. Uh, those of you who are listening from the Free Brewers Network, you all know who I am. Um, I'm basically the voice of the network. Uh, I do all the intros to every episode that goes out on the Freebooters Network, and I've taken part in a couple of individual um, episodes of various podcasts. For instance, let me introduce Katie Heigl-Mayer. Is that right, Katie? Oh, you even got the Meyer wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Katie from the On This Tabletop podcast. One of my favorite uh, podcasts on the network. Yes, and today I'm the designated vagina, so here I am. <laughs> nice, we've started off excellently. I'm uh, surprised Damon wasn't the first person to say vagina. <laughs> oh, I, I would have said moist. I would have said moist if you'd let me. Oh, I quit! I'm back! I'm out! I'm back out! I'm quitting uh, again! So yeah, this is going to be a little rough. We haven't done this in a couple of years, but um, yeah, we're not going to do the geek logic thing. Uh, we've got a, we've got brackets. We've got thirty-two different things: sixteen from Star Wars, sixteen from Star Trek, chosen by our panel and, uh, and a couple other people. And 
then yeah, let's just get to fighting. Uh, but before we start, can I just ask one question? Like we, I've, I've got the, uh, the brackets here in front of me. However, the last one in each side is currently still unknown. Are, are we going to, are we going to fill that in ahead of time or just when we get there? When we get there. Okay. When we get there. Gotcha. That's snake on your feet. Okay. That's right. And I, at, so I'm, I'm the odd man out, right? Cause we've got the right amount of people. We've got five. Right. That's how many we want. So I'm the odd man out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to skip out. I'm going to let you guys do the recording. Yeah, we're just wanting you to, to come on and say hello and welcome. And, uh, I am, however, going to be on, on future shows because I, uh, Love participating in this kind of thing. So, also, uh, we'll probably have new people we'll and old people in the mix. We'll have people uh, that have been on Geek Fights before, and we'll have uh, podcasters from the network join us periodically also. So, so it can be a mix of new people, uh, get all the other podcasters involved in, in this, get all the old uh, Geek Fight people back in also. So there's going to be a whole collage of people going to be on it, so we'll have lots of different perspectives and, and personalities on it, so that's really good. I think uh, uh, we may have uh, another female or two, even. I didn't say the other deal because I'm Canadian. But uh, and uh, that's it. So I'm going to bow out. I'm going to let you guys go, and I can't wait to listen to the show. Thank you guys for for help. Uh, well, thank you guys for the rebirth, the phoenix rising of uh, Geek Fights. I really appreciate you guys uh, agreeing to start it all off again. Excited. Oh, thank you. It's uh. It's great to be back. And uh, and, it, and if it isn't, then everyone can just play. Perfect. I will take the blame. Have fun, guys. Enjoy. And I'm going to sneak up. Hasta la vista. Ising from the turd. Mike, we kind of have to explain geek logic because the vast majority of people on this podcast and listening don't know what it means. Uh, right, basically, right. it, it means... That. Whatever you want it to mean. So these fights, if you want to say that, well, the first fight is Hardcore Fit and Mud versus, uh, what is it? Foe and Pins br- brom- uh, Bromance. If you want to say, I didn't like the way that, uh, Rain Wilson's eye, I don't like the color of his eyes, and you vote for the other thing, that's fine. It hasn't, it, yeah, it's, basically, Geek Logic is, uh, vote however you feel, and the logic of, of how you get there is really entirely up to you. There are no wrong answers. Uh, anything you like, personal prejudice. Um, I don't like that actor. Um, I don't like the person who just voted for him a minute ago. Uh, a lot of spite. You're going to find a lot of spite, generally speaking. Especially um, when the thing that you put on the list gets voted out. Yes. By something that really sucks. Yeah, yeah. Carry it with you the rest of the show. But, uh, yeah, there, there are no rules here. Uh, you, you pretty much answer however you feel and, uh, and, and, Justify it any way you choose to, or don't. You don't even need to have a reason. Holding grudges. It's the way this one okay. started. Right. You'll right. find out as you go. Uh, well, we're going to start with you, Mike. You're going to. It's going to go you, me, Chris. Then we're going to go Dev and Katie. You'll be bring up the rear, but we kind of rotate who goes first in each round. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, first round, Mike. I already said it. It's hardcore Fenton Mud versus the Po. po- Faux, you know what? I'm gonna call them Faux. Faux bromance. I'm gonna just merge their names together. Why this not? one is is easy for me. Uh, uh, I'm not particularly a big fan of the the bromance. Um, you know, that was something that uh, I, I really didn't didn't really buy a lot. 
Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't really have that much screen time together. This seems to be a little bit more product of, uh, of some more fan desire for shipping and things like that. But, uh, Hardcore Fenton Mud in Star Trek Discovery, um, is one of my favorite things in Discovery and it really represents what I like about not just Discovery, but, uh, modern Star Trek in general is it's taking something from the original Star Trek that, um, was kind of largely played for laughs and and making it into a very credible threat. Uh, this was a, a mud that was a real villain, not someone that was really just kind of laughable. Um, and uh, and and I really love that. And, and you know, the time travel aspect of the uh, episode itself, I thought was clever. I mean, it, it all just sort of worked. Uh, Rain Wilson is a is an actor that I have enjoyed in in many many things, and it was great to see him in, in this particular role. Uh, and, and being a part of Discovery. So, uh, yeah, this is really easy for me because, uh, um, Hardcore Fenton Mud, this was the first time that I actually thought Mud would be someone who could challenge the people that he's challenged successfully. So, Mud. Mud gets one vote. And I'm going to say this because we forgot to mention it. Solo is a part of this. If you haven't watched Solo yet, there's going to be a couple solo spoilers in this. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you look at the bracket, there's clearly a solo spoiler on there. If you haven't seen it yet, we apologize because by me saying there's a spoiler on there, you'll figure it out and you go, what does that mean? Anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So if you haven't seen Solo yet, you're the reason why it's only made $150 million. That's my bad. We were going to see it this morning, but I literally woke up about two hours ago and it's four o'clock central time here. So uh, yeah, my bad. Saw it this morning again, uh, but my vote. But, uh, we're, we're, we're not going to much of it. Uh, my, uh, my vote is for Hardcore Fenton Mud. Like the romance either. Uh, Chris! There's a mute button somewhere, and I have found oh, yeah. it. Um, I, I, so um, in England. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with the, uh, the, 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 the voting so far. Um, the, the Poe Finn romance is a very small part of a very large universe whereas Hardcore Fenton Mud has, it's uh, a character that we know and love from the 60s turned up to 11 and a proper villainous bad guy so I will continue the love for Mr. Mud Mr. Devram um, unfortunately, like normally I'm going to be voting Star Wars over Star Trek for majority of these things. However, in this case, I cannot help but agree. Uh, I found that the, the Poe-Finn bromance was just, it seemed a little too forced. I mean, they became best friends a little too quickly. I mean, I know he saved the guy's life and all, but like it just, it, it doesn't really feel real. Whereas, um... Mud. Mud is a pretty awesome character in what turned out to be a pretty good show. Uh, so I'm going to vote Mud as well. Katie, is it a clean sweep? Absolutely not. One of which is here in America, if you want to watch Star Trek Discovery, you have to pay. Yes, is special streaming service. And I simply refuse. I spend way too much on cable as it is. I'm not going to spend extra money on a stupid streaming service. So if they want me to watch it, 
they're going to have to find another way to get to me. So I actually have never watched Star Trek Discovery. And I am actually the one who suggested the Finn Poe romance. And I love it. Ever since the first movie, um, first of the new series came out, I think those two have had a natural relationship that's been hilarious to watch. So I've actually really loved them. So I'm voting for the, the Finn Poe romance. Mud is moving on into the next round. Uh, and I will say that CBS is absolutely desperate for subscribers. You can get it for free. You don't have to pay. It's, it's hilarious. Pardon? Yeah. And that's, that's great to know now because that's the whole reason I haven't watched it up until now. So if it's free now, I'll totally go watch it. Well, it's not free. It's just the, oh, please sign up for a free month. We need a subscriber. They usually uh, do that to people who've already subscribed once though. Three months uh, to begin with, anyway. That's how it works. Game, baby. But the next fight is Mirror Tully's outfit versus Force Projection Luke. Hey, that goes to me first. See, we're going to rotate and somebody else will go first every time. I normally would write down who goes on this match. I forgot to do that part. That's fun. I'm going to be doing that while you're all talking. But uh, Mirror Tully's outfit, while cool... Has nothing on force projection loop. Spoiler, sorry. Th this thing, well, I don't know if this is gonna. If this episode is gonna hit before Last Jedi hits uh, Netflix at the end of the month. But uh, spoiler, uh, I love force projection loop. I'm going force projection loop. Chris, yeah, it's um one of the greatest moments in Star Wars cinematic universe against something from Star Trek. Um. Force Projection Luke is powerful. It's um, a moment where, if you're the right sort of fan, it takes you to a different level of emotion and passion and a love for a character that you haven't seen in an awful long time versus a costume. So uh, I think Force Projection Luke will get my vote this time around. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to have to agree. I mean, this was just a... a, a a poor matchup, because uh, I really enjoyed Miratelli's. Actually, it's Miratilli. Um, I, may, I may have written her name wrong when I suggested this in the first place. However, this um, like it, it's a, it's a really cool outfit, and she wears it very well, and it and it makes her very powerful in the scenes that she's in as the Miratilli. However, Force Projection Luke. I mean, Luke Skywalker, Master Jedi at this point. He's basically one of the most powerful Force beings in the world, in the universe, and he manages to do something that really you've never even heard of before, going across the entire galaxy to project himself in, uh, in the middle of a battle. So I'm definitely going to have to vote for Luke on this. Another vote for Luke. Katie? I don't know why we're talking about a costume over such a powerful point of a movie. So I'm voting for Force Projection Luke. Is this our first clean sweep back, Mike? Yep. I was hoping you would talk more. You still have a mother of But Luke, moving on to the next round, on to the next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is the Kobayashi Maru from... Star Trek 09, also known as just Star Trek, 
versus Kanan's big reveal on Rebels. And that big reveal, for those of you that don't know, is that he's a Jedi, I think. I didn't really watch Rebels. You're right. He is a Jedi. That is this big reveal. Um, this is actually the first one I've seen on this side of the bracket that is very difficult because the Kobayashi Maru, you actually see it. You hear about it. You hear that Kirk cheated, but now you get to see Kirk cheating at the Kobayashi Maru. Um, you, you sit around, you eat an apple, you get your buddy, well, buddy, I say, your um, fuck buddy, who is working in the uh, simulation suites to uh, mess with it for you, um, and you win. Or, uh, Rebel, Rebels is good. I like Rebels. Um, the, the big reveal is not so much a big reveal. Um, it's a pivotal moment in the series because it lets you know that there is a Jedi around and you're going to be watching one every week. But I think the Kobayashi Maru has a little bit more because it's something that I've wanted to see ever since it was mentioned way back when. Um, Star Trek 5, maybe? 4, 6, 9, 12, they all blend into one now. But it's something I've wanted to see and I got to see it and it um, delivered on every promise that it made. So I will go for the Kobayashi Maru. It's Star Trek 2, by the way. I yeah, I told you, they all blend into one now. There's so much Star Trek out there. I'm surprised that we haven't got Ben Sisko on the list somewhere. Oh, Canadian dev? Oh, okay. Die? No, I'm still here. Uh, so for me, it definitely has to be Kanan's big reveal. Um, I didn't see it coming. Um, uh, it happened really close to the end of the first episode. I think the first episode is like a, a two-parter, maybe. Um, so it's maybe about an hour and a half into watching the show. And he hasn't really... Maybe there were there were signs that he was a force user, but you didn't really know. And then it, it happens in a in such a powerful moment. They're they're trying to save these Wookiee slaves. Um, there it looks like they're about to be overrun, and all of a sudden he he says, "I'm going to do it." And then like the the music starts to swell, and he walks over that crate. And I mean, I'm I'm getting teared up even thinking about it right now. It's such a powerful moment for me that I definitely have to go. Kanan's big reveal. Eighty. Uh, I'm sorry to let you all know that she's passed. But I didn't even hear my name. Go ahead, Katie. I'm cut out, not me. All right, so uh, this one is super simple for me. It's Kobayashi Maru all the way. If I could have, if there was a way I could name a child Kobayashi Maru, I would. Um, Wrath of Khan is my favorite movie of all time, and to carry that through to the new series is one of the few things that was actually good about the new Star Trek movies. So, Kobayashi. Mr. Ortiz? Uh, well, I have not seen Star Wars Rebels um, at all. And uh, Kobayashi Maru was uh, one of my favorite things about uh, uh, two Star Trek movies now. Um, so I'm going to vote for that, and uh, I'll explain more later. Oh, because it's moving on? Well, yeah, it, it's moving on, but I will get it. You, you're right, Dev. That that moment was really nice. I, and if I'm not mistaken, he pulls out his lightsaber then, too. Right? He does. Isn't that where somebody pulls out a lightsaber for the first time? It's usually pretty awesome. So I'll give a vote to it because Kobayashi Maru is already moving on. Dev, this one is yours. It is Jayla from Star Trek Beyond. Um, versus the... Go ahead. Of Yoda. So, um, Jayla from Star Trek Beyond is actually, um, one of the, uh, she, she, she plays, 
I guess, uh, not really that major a, a part in the overall storyline of that movie from uh, Star Trek Beyond. But I really liked her character. I liked not just the look of her, but like just how powerful she was. And um, so I normally would have voted for that. But, again, this is just a, a coincidence of, of just the way the brackets lined up. Force Ghost Yoda. I mean, come on. It's the, it's the old physical puppet come back to life. Um, we have, we've only seen the CG version for the, the last however many years, and all of a sudden here he is in, in his physical incarnation back again. So, I, I have, to, I have to vote Force, Force Puppet, uh, Force Ghost Puppet Yoda. Force Ghost Puppet Yoda gets a vote. Uh, Katie. A quick question. Cancer. Mike said he would explain later. Is there an after party I'm not aware of? <laughs> Shimaru is into the next round, so he'll be able to talk about it more in round two. More? <laughs> two. Ugh. Uh, Yoda. You're getting it? <laughs> Mike? <laughs> he's muted still, and he's talking. <laughs> Mike. Sorry. Um... Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that one of the few examples of something uh, that's re- actually very new from uh, new Star Trek on here uh, has to go up against something that, that really is kind of a juggernaut. I put Yoda on this particular Yoda on here, and it is specifically the Force Puppet Yoda, or the uh, Force Ghost Puppet Yoda. While I personally do not have a problem with the digital Yoda, and I certainly don't think they could have done some of the things they did with Yoda uh, with any type of a of a puppet. Um, in the Star Wars prequels, uh, that was something that was just really nice to see in this. I mean, it, w- it was really, you know, that was, that was the nice nostalgia bit, uh, in, in Last Jedi. And some of my favorite moments in, in the movie were, uh, were kind of the nostalgia bit mixed in with some of the new stuff that was in the movie. Um, but yeah, Yoda's my all time favorite character in all of Star Wars. So I have a hard time voting against him pretty much in anything. So, Yoda. Yoda gets another vote. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because people always talk about how great Puppet Yoda is. Puppet Yoda, Puppet Yoda. And forget that uh, Yoda was a puppet in episode one. <laughs> like, it's one of those things that bugs me about it. Like, oh, the prequel sucks because he was always CGI. It's like, no, episode one, Yoda is a puppet. And it's just not a very good puppet, but Yoda was a puppet in that one. Uh, but Jayla is actually... He's a day in Star Trek Beyond. I literally just watched this less than 24 hours ago. She's an in- integral part to the crew. Uh, she saves the day with her, her music with the beats, which we will talk about later. Uh, the ship itself that she had mostly okay and ready to go, and then Scotty comes in and fixes it up the rest of the way up. She saves the day. Uh, so I'm going to give her a vote. No, Yoda's already moving on. Uh, Chris? I like the beats and shouting. <laughs> Oh, that's Jayla getting another vote, but Yoda is moving into the next round. We're on to our next fight. Katie, this one is yours. It is the ultimate timeline versus Luke's last moments with Leia. Okay, I cannot in good conscience allow the alternate timeline to pass through. I this is one of the things I hate, 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 hate about the new Star Trek movies, and that's because it's coming from a Star Trek purist. The alternate timeline. It's... Did I mention I hate it? <laughs> anyway, I am voting for whatever Luke did at the end. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Mike? 
this is actually tough because there are things I like and dislike about both of them. Um, but I think I am going to go with the last moments of Luke and Leia. Um, just in general, because I, I, I thought that the, uh, the alternate timeline was kind of a clever way to do it, but ultimately I kind of, you know, just wonder if maybe doing a straight up separate reboot would have, would have been simpler, um, and create less sort of friction, but whatever they did, what they did, I, I have no problem with it. Um, what world does Spock and Yohura get it on? I, I, oh, I, I completely hate agree it. with that. And I, I will, I will address that when we talk about Spock a little bit later. <laughs> But, uh. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying that, yeah, I, I completely agree. I just, that, just don't mean you could, whatever. But I, I'm still gonna vote for Luke and Leia, um, because it was a nice, it was a touching moment. Um, it, a, a touching moment, even more touching when we realized it was also kind of a little bit of a goodbye to, uh, Carrie Fisher. So, uh, I'm definitely gonna vote for that. I was gonna just go Star Trek and be like, up to you guys, and then, you you said oh so farewell. God damn it! All right, I'm gonna go with the one that I actually put on the list. That was mine. Uh, Luke's last moment with Leia. Is it a clean sweep? No. Uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, Luke's last moments with Leia is moving on to the next round. We're on to our next fight. Mike, wait! I didn't get a chance. Fight? If you do. No, yeah, we, we totally skipped me because normally I would go on after Chris, right? Um, I, I, I will agree though that Luke's last moments with Leia has to win. Um, I'm not a big fan of the alternate timeline, mainly because of the things they did with it, not in the first movie, but in the following movie. Um, that the whole recreation of Wrath of Khan, uh, and the way they, they, they handled it, I think was so poorly done that I, I cannot in good conscience vote for the alternate timeline. I'm right. Yep, Katie's uh, right. See, here's my favorite part that you guys don't know. When you say things, other people will hear what you like, and then this is where the spike comes in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they will very much go, oh, you love that thing? Oh, I don't care about either of these things, but I, that thing you love, it's gone. Cause the thing you, that I love, you were talking about it. You were talking bad about it. Uh, but, <laughs> Mike, we're on to the next fight. Versus Kylo Ren stopping the blaster bolt midair. Who's this one? I think it's starting with you, Mike. Oh, um, yeah, I, I am, I'm gonna surprise myself, or surprise to some extent, and actually vote with, uh, Kylo stopping the blaster bolt. Um, one of the, the things that I think, looking at this particular fight of new things, um, is how they kind of relate to the old things. And Spock, um, for, for one of the reasons that was mentioned already and, and a few others, uh, I think is one of the characters that, uh, is diminished in, in, uh, new Star Trek. And even though I do like, uh, the character and I certainly like, um, Quinto's portrayal, uh, you know, he's had a hard time living up to, uh, Leonard Nimoy, but it's also just this, they, they've changed the character in ways that, uh, certainly might make it, uh, better for a, a wider audience, but they're, they're, they've taken away some things that I actually liked about the character. So because of that, um, and also Kylo Ren stopping that blast was one of my favorite moments in all of kind of modern Star Trek. It's something we've never seen before. Jedi's had deflected blasts with a lightsaber. Darth Vader had deflected one with his hand. But to see him stop uh, the blast kind of midair, that, that was 
that was really a, a moment in one of the, the, the last moments when Kylo Ren was really possibly a terrifying villain character. Uh, he did something that no other Jedi could do, and it was just amazing. Um, and then, you know, your view of him changes as, as the movies progress a bit, um, uh, deliberately so. I mean, I think he's supposed to be sort of scary and then revealed to be less so. Uh, but I think it was a very effective moment. It was, it was a great beat when it uh, resumed and crashed and, uh, and actually uh, hit the ground. So I'm going to vote for that. Okay, one vote for Luke, uh, Luke, Kylo. You know what? I'm going to just call him. I'm going I'm to I'm quote uh, Chris's daughter, Ben Swolo. Ben Swolo stopping the uh, blaster bolt. When I worked at Star Trek The Experience, I had the opportunity to hang out with Zach Quinto for like five minutes. So, Hickory Quinto as Spock. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Zach Quinto Spock is a good Spock. I like that Spock. I don't agree with everything that they make him do, but I think that that's as Spocky as you can get. If you want some Spock, that's the Spock to go for. But then you've got the moment in uh, The Force Awakens that sold me that this was going to be a Star Wars movie that I could get on board with, because see, no, the movie opens, spaceship going up, pan down, planet... Down comes some stormtroopers, lots of shooting of villagers, and then all of a sudden, the guy in the black robes and the funny mask stops a blaster bolt in midair. And I was like, yep, that's that's pretty cool. And then he goes on to have a conversation with Poe Dameron, and the blaster bolt still stands there. He's not, he's not doing anything with his hands. He's just controlling it with his mind. And then it as he finishes his conversation and slaughters all the villagers that are there, he wanders back into his ship and the blaster bolt carries on as soon as he lets go of it. I was like, that is one villain that I can get behind. Um, and it really did. It was the rubber stamp that I was going to enjoy this Star Wars. So as much as I love the spockiness of the Zach Quinto Spock and enjoy the performances that he gives and the character that is in the new Star Trek, I cannot vote against the moment that sold me that the new Star Wars movies were going to be something I would enjoy. So I will vote for Ben Swolo stopping the blaster bolt. Uh, Dev? I am, I am with Chris on this 100%. I really like the way Zachary Quinto depicts Spock. I think he does an excellent job of matching some like the mannerisms and the, the, uh, maybe even the inflection of how Leonard Nimoy used to, to, to do that character. However, um, my Star Wars will always win out over Star Trek. Uh, I would say probably 90% of the time. And, um, Kylo is an excellent villain. Like a lot of people pan him just because of, uh, some of his, his childish behavior that we're, we're actually going to talk about in a, in a future, uh, matchup. But I, I think he's an excellent villain. Um, and I really like everything about, really everything about him. I like the, the way his voice is modulated in his helmet. Um, and I love the fact that he introduces a brand new force power, something we've never seen before in the, uh, in the universe. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with Kylo. Maybe. Voting for Zachary Quinto's eyebrows. <laughs> eyebrows get to vote. But Ben Swolo stopping the blaster bolt is moving on into the next round. On to the next fight. Five from Discovery versus the Red Room fight from The Last Jedi. 
Uh, I put this four drive on here because I was struggling to like put things that were just weird on the list because I start the list, so it kind of sets the tone. Uh, I would have put something different if I finished the list, but Spore Drive is really cool. I like the idea of the Spore Drive, but I also like the idea of a Star Wars movie that has no lightsaber fight in it. Sabers, but they do not fight each other with lightsabers. It's the only of the, what is it, eight movies that has that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Red Room fight. Yes. I'm going to assume that you've handed it over to me. Because you disappear. A disappearing daemon. <laughs> this is getting pretty annoying. Okay. Okay. Um, I like the spore drive. I think it's a very interesting concept. It's a great way of introducing something new and different to the Star Trek universe. Um, the Red Room fight is, is, is very, very good and fun and interesting because you're watching it hoping that Ray would be able to at the end of the fight convert Kylo to the light side and you'll he'll get the redemption that Vader never got and you're hoping and dreaming but it you know it's never actually going to happen because you know Kylo at the end of the day is a bad guy oddly enough um but I think I will I will actually cast my vote for the spore drive just because it's it's something you know, uh, it's not dilithium crystals. It, it involves some sort of human interaction. You learn and uh, you learn new things about the spore drive in every episode, along with the crew um, as they go along. So I, I think it, it's it's a good sort of driving point for for the series, and it, it is an interesting concept. So I will go for spore drive. Chris went with Spore Drive. Yeah, what do you got? I'm going to have to agree once again with Chris. Chris seems to have me making excellent points. Um, I love the Spore Drive. I like um, I like the fact that they initially, even though Star Trek is like the good guys, they were torturing a poor defenseless creature in order to get it to work in the first place. So that that whole arc and and the way it changed from being a device that you sacrifice uh, a living creature to one where a living creature then gives his own life. He, he sacrifices himself in order to save the crew. I love the arc that that, that whole um, spore drive took. And I'm actually not a fan of the Red Room fight. That's one of the, the scenes. Uh, there's, there's a lot of The Last Jedi that I didn't enjoy. Despite being a, a huge Star Trek or Star Wars fan, um, that, that movie in particular I have massive issues with. And I found this, that Red Room fight, it, it didn't seem compelling. The choreography wasn't really that well done. I mean, there are, there are scenes where, um, there are, uh, some of those red crimson guards, whatever the hell they are, massively overswinging their weapons on purpose in order to give, uh, one of the heroes a chance to, you know, duck underneath it or whatever. So the, the choreography was off. There's a lot of that, of that fight I didn't like. So I'm going to vote Spore Drive. A vote for Spore Drive, Katie? I don't even feel like this is a contest. It's the Red Room fight was amazing to to watch. I, I think it was one of the best fights that I've ever seen in the Star Wars. Um, oh, I'm going with Red Room fight. All tied up comes down to you, Mike. I know which way you're going to vote, but go right ahead. You do. I'm voting for the Red Room fight. Is that what you thought? Spore drive. What? You thought spore drive? 
Yeah. Wow, you are cutting it out. Anyway, I'll just continue. Um, I'm voting for the Red Room uh, for two reasons. One, because I am also slightly voting against the Spore Drive. Um, while there certainly were a lot of neat things about it, um, this is this is going to be one or, or two sort of dumb nitpicky things. But one, I think the name Spore Drive sounds dumb. Uh, it doesn't sound as cool as Warp Drive or Dilithium Crystals or anything like that. So uh, that was strike one. Um, strike two was I, I am going to be sort of the weird continuity nitpicker here as in why is there no Spore Drive in the uh, many, many years we find out since. Now, once Discovery finishes its story and if the explanation of how Spore Drive ends um, is is something compelling, that, then maybe in the future I would change this vote. But for now, it's a mystery that I have a bad feeling they're just going to have a dumb reason why there's no Spore Drive uh, on the Enterprise or no Spore Drive uh, later, or why someone else didn't develop a Spore Drive or something like that. Um, so because that's still unanswered, and I, I thought the Red Room fight was great. I, I love, love the idea that uh, we looked like we were going to have a lightsaber fight, like you mentioned, Damon, but then it, it turns, and uh, instead they're fighting other people. Um, and I, I thought the, the look of it was great. I mean, the, the, it's, we call it the Red Room fight. That was a really sort of powerful visual element, and, uh, and that was one of the things that I did like a lot about The Last Jedi, was uh, its its visuals were very, very strong and very unique, and they're the types of things that we hadn't seen before in Star Wars, which for me is one of the things that Star Wars is all about. So the Red Room Fight. Red Room Fight gets the win. Moving on to the next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It's the first unknown. Uh, it is new Klingons. Luke from The Last Jedi. Luke Skywalker in his entirety. Oh, we've, there's, there's, there's lots of Luke already, um, dotted around the rest of the, the, the brackets. You've got the Force Protection Luke, we're gonna have Luke and Leia, we've got more Luke. Um, new Klingons or old Klingons are just Klingons. I'm, I'm not adverse to seeing a new look of a Klingon. I'm not adverse to seeing a new look for a Romulan or, anything um i was interested by the design choices they made on the Klingons for discovery i was interested i mean it, it all depends um the Klingons that we see in star trek 09 were reasonably interesting looking so on, on the basis that we have a lot of luke floating around in this uh in this battle royale of star wars versus star trek i will go for New Klingons, old Klingons, just Klingons. <laughs> uh, Dev? Um, I hated the new Klingons from the, the movies. I hated the new Klingons in Discovery. I liked what they did kind of with their, their societal background, but um, I cannot vote for the new Klingons. I have to go Luke, uh, Luke the whole way. What? Which Luke is this fight about now? This is the specifically Luke from Last Jedi. Um, I actually did not like Luke. Um, the whole milk straight out of the teeth thing kind of threw me way off. Um, and from what I've read of the new Klingons and that they're a whole different race of Klingons, I was kind of down with that. So I'm voting for the Klingons on this one. Uh, vote for Klingons. Mike? I totally agree with Mike. Say that he was muted this time, and I'm, sometimes he's right, talking. Sorry. I've been using the, uh, the software mute instead of the hardware mute, so I can hear, I don't hear it, but uh, I'll switch back to the hardware mute. Anyway, 
Um, I, I am, uh, this is tough because I, I did like Luke in Last Jedi. And, uh, and when I was thinking about this fight a little bit earlier, because I did know in advance and actually even before, uh, when I didn't even know what was here, I was, uh, I was not sure if I was going to vote for the new Klingons. Um, but, uh, but then I actually watched something earlier, uh, that had them in it. And, and remember that I did, I did really like how daring that choice was. Um, and, uh, you know, Chris is right. Luke is on here in several other ways. He's actually in another bracket on the other side. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there is enough representation of, of Luke and, uh, and the Klingons again, it's something that, uh, it, what I liked about this modern Star Trek is, is that it makes these Klingons are far more alien feeling than any Klingons have ever been before. And, and that makes them a different kind of threat. It's a different feel. And even though I love the old Klingons, I mean, believe me, Klingons are Klingons, just like Chris said. Um, this was, I, I like the fact that this was something very different and it was something very, very ballsy and very, uh, very kind of sort of unexpected. And, uh, and I kind of appreciate what Star Trek does that. A lot of people don't, but for me, you know, boldly going where no man has gone before is kind of, uh, kind of in the description. So, uh, anytime it does that, I'm all in. A vote for the Klingons. And because the moments I love from Luke are mostly on here, I will be voting for Klingons as well, just to make the Klingons move on with almost a point clean sweep, but they didn't. Oh, this fight is yours. It is Cap- Captain slash Admiral Pike versus Kylo Ren's petulant ta- tantrum. Okay, so one of the things I loved most about the Kylo Ren character is the fact that he really is like a teenager trapped in an adult's body. He hasn't been brought up properly. He doesn't know how to really control some of his powers even, I think. And he wants so much to be like his grandfather, but he doesn't know how to how to project that outwards. So when, when Darth Vader would have been killing someone, force choking them, or just carving through them, he turns all of his rage and anger onto inanimate objects. So he, does, he doesn't have like a proper way to channel his rage. And I thought that was an excellent character choice. I thought it was very, very, um, and what, it wasn't expected. And it's not what you, what you think is going to happen with your main bad guy from the, uh, from the new series. So I, I, and you know, Admiral Pike was okay. I mean, he's really only in the, the first movie and then he kind of gets smoked pretty badly, um, in, in, in the opening to the second movie. And I'm not a huge fan of the second movie and, and how it all turns out. So yeah, my vote's Kylo Ren. Amy? Not really sure who to vote for on this one because I'm not a fan of either one of the characters. Um, you know, they, I did kind of like how they expanded on Admiral Pike in the Star Trek movies because you don't really get to see him very much in the original series. So I, I kind of did like that and I did like the character itself and I did like the actor who betrayed him. So, you know, yeah, that's great. I hate watching Kylo Ren. I, I think he's so annoying to watch. I just want to bitch slap him through the screen. So I'm going to go with Pike on this one. Uh, Mike. Um, you know, it, it's funny because strangely, I, I agree with everything that has been said so far. And I think that the fact that you want to bitch slap Kylo Ren is exactly the feeling you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's, that's the, for exactly the reason when I saw that the, uh, the thing was Kylo Ren's tantrum, my first reaction was which one? Because, uh, he has more than one. Um, and I do love that aspect of the character. Uh, it's 
but I don't. What, what, again, thinking about Pike in terms of how he was in the original series, Pike is one of those characters that actually got a boost in the original series. He's he's referred to um, possibly. I don't even know if he's referred to beyond uh, all of the Cage Menagerie stuff specifically. Um, you know, mostly he's on screen as a guy in a box that beeps, and and then he's also. You know, just sort of the captain that was not Kirk. Um, but in this, he actually becomes kind of a mentor. In, in the first movie, he gives Kirk, you know, the inspirational speech uh, instead of Kirk giving the inspirational speech. And in many ways, he was he was a better captain. And and he gives, has a great moment in the second movie uh, for I mean, actually not not just kind of in his connection to the Spock character. And, and I I will just kind of come out now. Uh, I l- absolutely love Into Darkness, and I'm going to address that a little bit more late, later. Um, but he's the one who calls Kirk out. Everything that he says and, and complains about Kirk is actually a legitimate uh, thing. And he, he again teaches a lesson. So he is so vastly improved in the new in the movie over the, where the character was. To me, that's kind of what I look for in this particular type of fight. Um, Kylo Ren, great moments. Um, I, I, I do like the character. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely a very different sort of villain uh, that, that we see in a Star Wars movie. But I'm fine with that. But Spike or uh, Pike was just such, such a vast improvement with an absolutely fantastic actor. Again, I, I, I love him and, uh, can't remember his name right now. Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood, yeah. Um, who also did a great Batman. So, uh, even for that. So anyway, Pike. Pike gets another vote. I play Star Wars Battlefront with Chris and a few other people. And when you get to play Kylo Ren, one of the emotes that he has is, and he waves his lightsaber around in a petulant way, and I can't help but vote for it right now. I was going to try to vote for Pike, but I know, no, it's Kylo Ren or Ben Swolo. Chris, it is all tied up. It comes to you. You are currently muted. Let's see what you do with it. This is actually the first 50-50 fight that I've come across uh, so far today. Um, Mike's points about uh, Captain Pike, Admiral Pike, whichever Pike, depending on which movie you're watching, are very, very true. It, it's um, taking what was a kind of throwaway character um, from the Cage Menagerie because of, of what Kirk did around that character um, and turning it into a father figure for not just Kirk, but Kirk and Spock uh, in his in his dying moments um, against something that, that um, I, I think that, that Kylo Ren is Darth Vader without Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is what Anakin Skywalker would have been like if Luke Skywalker had trained him. Because Luke Skywalker, as much as we love him and as much as we appreciate him, he's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's not a member of the full Jedi Council. He hasn't had that years, those years of training in order to stop, um, a, a, a potent force user behaving in this sort of way. I mean, the, the thing that gets you about Vader, he, he is a petulant child, uh, young Anakin Skywalker. He hates sand. He kills all the sand people, but he doesn't chop up elevators. Um, to my knowledge. But it, it's one of those things. It is really, I mean, I, I'm on a seesaw here because I love the Pike character, but I also love the fact that the, the danger in Kylo Ren comes from the fact that he has no self-control whatsoever. 
And it, that, that's what to me elevates him sort of to almost Vader standards of, of scariness and villainy. Um, just because of how out of control he can become. So I will toss a coin in the air and run Kylo Ren's petulant tantrums, all of them, into the next round. Kylo Ren, moving on into the next round. Well, he's going to be on here one more time. I think so. Uh, but we're on to the next fight. Katie, this one is yours. It is Bones! New Bones versus Ray. I am going to go full Bones here. I love um, the character. I, he's always been one of my favorites on Star Trek, and I think... I'm sorry, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head right now, but he did a great job uh, playing him. And, and even with that humor that that um, DeForest Kelly originally brought to the to the character, he was able to bring that through, and I really like it, so I'm going with Bones. Mr. Ortiz. Um, this, uh, this is a little bit tough. You know, if you, if you would have asked me this, uh, a year ago, um, I probably would have answered differently, but, uh, my perspective on some of this has changed as I've rewatched some things. And, um, I'm actually going to vote for Ray. Uh, one, because I, I do think she was a very good character and certainly where the character went in, uh, The Last Jedi. Um, was, I mean, that's kind of the, the major part of the movie. And, and, you know, it's, it's really her story. Uh, and, uh, you know, th- that, you know, well, I, well, hopefully I can talk about her again later, but, um, I'm actually also voting a little bit against Bones because he is one of the characters that I think is, is also diminished like Spock in, in the new movies. Um, he sort of moved out of the, the sort of holy trinity and kind of partially replaced by, uh, Ahura. Um, as being sort of the, the emotional sort of argument for things. And then Spock really isn't as logical as he was before. So the, that kind of triangle of the three of them doesn't really function. And, and he doesn't really have as much of a place in the movies beyond some sort of, you know, geek uh, reference, basically, be, by doing a DeForest Kelly um, sort of interpretation and, and comedy relief. And, and I think Bones is someone who, in the original series played a more important role in sort of being part of that, of the discussion of what's going on. Um, and also, even though I think it is a fantastic performance, it always reads to me as a performance. When, when DeForest Kelly was doing DeForest Kelly, he was just being himself. You see him on stage, you see him talking normally. That's just him. That's the performance he brings. That's him just acting. Whereas, Carl Urban, a little bit, it is a, an imitation. He's adapting mannerisms that aren't necessarily his. And even though he's doing a very good job of it, I just can't let go of the fact that it is still, to me, reading as a performance, not reading as him just being himself. So, uh, so yeah, for those, those two reasons, one, Ray sort of being sort of the central character, being sort of the focus, being basically the new Jedi. And that's, you know, that is my favorite part of Star Trek. Um, so I'm going to vote for Ray. Jedi is the favorite, my favorite part of Star Trek. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. Yeah, we. I don't know what people have noticed. We we keep mixing up the two because it's kind of hard to do. Um, let's see. I was talking to Chris about it yesterday. That uh, as long as the original actor that played that iconic role is dead, people are more okay with somebody taking over the role. Then if the uh, original actor is still alive, 
regardless of the age the character is supposed to be. Solo! <coughs> Solo! Ah, sorry. Had something in my throat. But, um... Do you need a cop chop for that, or...? I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh, I think... This is a hard one, because I do like... I do like Bones, but I also like Ray. This one sucks. You guys suck. Um... Do I come up with sexist and go with Ray, or do I vote for Bones? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go with Ray for now, but my I, I can be changed. I can be swayed. Chris, uh, this is tough because Bones is a very, very good part of a good trilogy of movies. You're not resting your franchise on his shoulders. You are with Ray. Ray is Star Wars now. Um, up until the point where they diversify and move away, obviously you've got the Rogue Ones and the Solos and stuff like that, but you're swimming in the same pool as characters that you've seen before, situations that you know about. Whereas you're riding, I'm not going to say you're riding Ray. You're, you're sitting alongside Ray, carrying on through this adventure. This is the person that you're following. This is your Skywalker. This is the person that you're going with. And I'm more than happy to sit alongside her for this ride. So as much as I love Bones, and I think Carl Urban does an amazing job of uh, bringing the DeForest Kelly character to life, um, I wouldn't want to watch a Bones movie, but I'd watch a Ray movie tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a tough time with this one. Um, like, like everyone has said, the Bones uh, interpretation uh, done by Carl Urban is... I really like, I like, I like the way he, I like the way he does his acting. Um, I like the way that the character kind of has his on-screen moments. Um, and I, I want to vote against Ray because in that first movie, I hated her. Um, in, in The Force Awakens, she's such a Pollyanna. She, there's nothing she can't do. She's an expert at everything. Anything she touches goes exactly as it's supposed to go. Like, I, I detested her character in that first movie. But I think they really redeemed her in the second one. Um, and, and, and she's, she's coming off as a bit more fragile, a bit more flawed. Um, so I, I like that, that development that's happened. So I'm gonna vote Ray. I didn't think I was, but I, I'm actually voting Ray. A vote for Ray, and that ray of light is moving on to the next round. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Simon Pegg, actor, writer, you know, all around nice guy, versus the Swallow, Ben Swallow, Kylo Ren. Um, whenever I I do a geek fight, before I uh, I start, I look at the bracket, and I actually go down and answer uh, every one of these. Uh, what, what I would sort of do in my first round, I actually take it all the way to the end, see what my final choice would be. Um, but that always changes because obviously people will make arguments and things like that. So even though I had every intention of voting for Kylo Ren, uh, I am going to follow precedent that we have set in this episode. And since Kylo stopping the blaster bolt and Kylo tantrums are already on the list, moving ahead, and we eliminated Luke because of that, I think, uh, by precedent, we have to eliminate Kylo. Uh, just on on those grounds, and Simon Pegg moves ahead. A vote for Mr. Simon Pegg. Uh, nothing for Ben Swallow. Uh, the the I the, I met Simon Pegg 
for uh, during a premiere for uh, what do you call that movie? What's the first movie that anybody knew Simon Pegg for? Shaun of the Dead. See, North America premiere, and it was him and Edgar Wright, and uh, it wasn't a premiere; it was a preview screening. Was their first showing? Right, but it wasn't like a premiere. They were doing a series of no, previews. no. Detroit was the first area that those guys had been in. They were like, "This is the first time we've shown this in America." That's and while I was there, I don't know. They could have been lying to our crowd. Wait, are you telling me Simon Pegg's lying to me? Uh, no, I'm not. Please continue. To me. I'm going for Simon Pegg. Chris? Uh, Mike's logic makes a lot of sense. There's an awful lot of Kylo uh, moving through. There's not an awful lot of Simon Pegg moving through, so I will vote for the Simon Pegg. So um, I was going to say, if this had been the Simon Pegg character in New Trek, I definitely would have voted against him, because I hate what they've done with the Scotty character. I think he's turned into like this slapstick, uh, comedy, comedic relief uh, character, and I don't like anything about it. Um, however, Simon Pegg is an amazing actor, and I love all the other movies that he's been in, and you know, Kylo Ren, as much as I, I like Kylo Ren, we've all said he's moving on and in a couple other spots, so I'm going to vote Simon Pegg. I am going to vote for Simon Pegg because I have never liked the casting choice of Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. And I'm not, you know, saying anything about the character of Kylo Ren right now. I'm just saying the... Is I look at Luke and I look at Leia and I think, okay... Wonder what the mountain man looks like, you know? He looks nothing like them, so I'm going with Simon Pegg. Wait, did you say Luke and Leia or Han and Leia? Because huh? it sounded like it sounded like you said Luke and Leia, and if they they should not be having a kid. No, no, they should, and maybe that's why he looks so fucked up. Yeah, that's why he's messed up. Two Mandalorians. Exactly. Uh, Simon Pegg, writer of Star Trek Beyond, is moving on. <laughs> uh, next fight is Lens Players versus Han Shoots First. Um, nothing to do with, um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, other stuff. I'm not gonna say that it's a spoiler, but it's a spoiler. Han Shoots First. Get to vote for me because I love that moment. Han shoots first. Han shoots first because he shoots the guy first. And um, if you don't know, it's a it's a thing that Han does. He shoots first, and there's a guy who needs shooting. And before the guy can shoot, Han does it, and the guy's dead. And Han does it, and he does it first. And it's not Greedo; it's a different person. And, and he shoots Greedo first, and then he shoots this other guy first. And it's a thing that happens in a Star Wars movie. Um, so I'll vote for Han shoots first. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to agree. I hate lens flares. That, the introduction of that to Star Trek really threw me off. Uh, it, I, I found it, it just takes you right out of the scene. And Han is an awesome character, and it's well known and well established fact that he does indeed shoot first, so he shoots first. The reason I put, uh, the lens flare on here is because yes, I hate the lens flare. <laughs> and it's what, one of the things that ruined that movie for me. It's like, 
I, I got a migraine. It's it's the same as a shady cam movie to me. So I really hated the lens flare. I'm going with the guy who shot first. And she hasn't even seen it yet. Mr. Ortiz, is, is it a clean sweep? Of course not. <laughs> uh, for, what, what I love about this matchup is for me, this is two of the, uh, two of the most idiotic geek controversies matched up against each other. <laughs> um, and I'm voting for Lens Flare, um, because honestly, I, I watched the movie, uh, and Damon, you were with me, we were in an advanced screening. We came out of it, and all of a sudden I started seeing online people complaining about lens flares. I didn't notice it. You know, and it didn't bother me one bit. Uh, once I did notice it, I was like, oh yeah, there's a lens flare. And then I completely just let it go. Um, I don't understand why it bothers people so much. Um, it's just kind of a, an optical effect, um, whatever. And, uh, Han shoots first. I, I, I pointed this out. Um, people who, who may have, uh, have been with Geek Fights for a while may not uh, know this. We have a video on YouTube where I actually explain we were all wrong. Han does not shoot first in the scene, uh, in, in the original Star Wars. Actually, no one fires a shot. If you look at the way it's broken down, Lucas did say that he never got it to, to work right. No one actually fires a shot. You just see flashes of light. Yeah, you don't know. We just know that one of them dies. Rito could have shot himself for all we know. Um, Although it was uh, it was really cold, so but I'm still voting for lens flare. So vote for lens flare, but Han shoots first. Is moving on to the next round. Chris, this fight is yours, maybe completely. It is Beastie Boys kills the swarm versus Lando Calrissian. I am I am a big fan of New Lando. It's uh it's. An amazing portrayal of a character, and Donald Glover does an incredible job. But the big middle finger of Beastie Boys kills the swarm. Um, it is is a strong a strong thing for me on this particular uh, the particular fight. The fact that um, Kirk driving a um, a convertible car over a cliff to the sound of Beastie Boys drove uh, Star Trek fans, and I'm doing it. I'm doing like uh, air quotes here. Star Trek fans over the edge when we were watching the uh, the, the reboot. Um, it, it, it made people crazy. It made people foam at the mouth. And the the way that they come to a resolution at the end of Star Trek Beyond is to play the same song, and it um, it it kills the bad guys. Um, I I kind of saw it coming when I was sat in the theater watching it, and I was like, they they're gonna do this. And then they did it. And then the timing of the music to what's happening on the screen, that it's, it's not the original song. They, they, they play with it so that the timings are all right for, for explosions and stuff like that that's going on. When the Yorktown gets the signal and starts booming it back out at the break where, where the Beastie Boys start screaming and the beats and the shouting. Um, I, I thought it was an absolute brilliant middle finger to the Star Trek fans that did not enjoy the Beastie Boys being involved in in Star Trek, and I like the Beastie Boys, so I I I, I will vote for that as a spike vote. I don't know against the Star Trek fans that did not enjoy the Beastie Boys being in their beloved movies. 
Uh, Dev, what's your vote? Uh, I like Chris's explanation and the whole reasoning why he included it in the uh, the matchups. However, I'm going to go Lando Calrissian. I get was a, such a great interpretation of the character by uh, Donald Glover. So yeah, I'm voting Lando. Beastie Boys forever. <laughs> Mr. Ortiz. It, uh, what, what's it down to right now? Beastie Boys, one for Lando. Ooh, that's tough. Um, uh, you know what? I was thinking about tying it up because this is one of those ones that I really want to have to choose because I agree with everything that's been said and, and even more. Um, ah, shit. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with my, my instinct. And this is weird because I put Lando on this list. Um, I didn't put Beastie Boys. It was on my list originally. I bumped it off for new Klingons because I wanted to put something from, from Discovery on here. But, uh, yeah, that the moment in the movie was great. Uh, and it, it's also in um, the second one as well, right? I believe so. Sabotage? Doesn't, isn't that what, he play, what his, his uh, alarm plays? Beginning of the movie? I think so. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, is this weird thing. And I just love the fact that it's, uh, you know, a recognizable pop culture element in, in Star Trek. Uh, in fact, they call it classical music. It was actually kind of fun. So, uh, yeah, rock and roll save the world. I'm all done with that. Thanks for that, Mike. Uh, cause if it was tied up, I'd be like, God damn it. Because I, and this is the thing. I literally today I watched. Solo, which I almost want to call Lando because I love the shit out of Lando in that movie. Last night, I watched Star Trek Beyond, and I was falling asleep, and then I woke back up for that scene. That scene is cinematically amazing, and I was so sad for the Star Trek fans who said, I hate this new track that didn't go and see that scene in the theater. I don't care about the whole rest of the movie. You didn't need to see any of the rest of it. That scene in the theater with the sound system gigantic while they're surfing uh, the, what is it, the Franklin on just explosions falls. Ah, that, that, I love that scene. I'm sorry, Lando. You weren't moving on anyway. I'm going to vote for the Beastie Boys, and we're moving on to our next fight. Dev, this one is yours. It is Newkirk versus R2-D2 and Luke's Reunion. Uh, yeah, watching R2-D2 and Luke come together. Actually, you know what? I don't know if this one is mine. Uh, mine is the uh, the one from the last battle, but I'll, I'll still go ahead with it. Um, watching R2-D2 and Luke come together for the first time in, whatever, like 10 years? Uh, I, I forget how long the gap was that uh, that R2 was dormant. And um, I mean, they, they've had such a... a history together from the very beginning of the uh, of A New Hope going all the way to now this new movie, Last Jedi. And um, it spans, you know, 30 years or so. Um, I, I, just, I just love that whole, that, that scene of them coming together again for the first time. It's like that, oh, I'm, I'm back together with a, a friend, a long lost friend, someone who's been such a huge part of my life. Uh, that being said, um, I, I love the new depiction, uh, the depiction of the new Kirk. So, um, I, for some reason I'm blanking on the guy's name who actually plays the character, but he, he is, say again, Kirk, Chris Pine. Yes. Um, I, I love the way that he plays Kirk. He's got all that swagger that, uh, that older Kirk had original Kirk. 
And um, he, he, even some of the mannerisms, he gets down well. I, I, like I said before, the casting of the of the uh, the characters in New Trek, I think they got spot on for those three. And um, I really like Kirk, but I'm going to have to vote Luke. A vote for Luke. Katie. I... So, I do agree with Dev, where the casting choices for the new Star Trek really spot on. But the one thing about this fight I don't understand is how can a droid be so depressed that it just shuts itself off for years? I I never understood that part where it was just like, yeah, he turned himself off. I'm like, sure. So I'm going to go with uh, Chris Pine on this one. Mr. Ortiz. Um, hmm, this is, a uh, this is, this is actually kind of tough because, uh, the R2-D2 and Luke reunion was, again, one of my favorite moments in Last Jedi. Um, you know, the, the beat, uh, where he starts playing the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and, you know, Luke, uh, you know, telling him it's a cheap shot or whatever it was. Um, I thought that was a really nice moment between the two characters and I love the way it was framed in the Millennium Falcon reflecting, uh, you know, the way Luke was sitting there right after he lost um, Obi-Wan. Uh, so, again, one of my favorite moments, but I, I really, really do like Kirk. Kirk is one of the characters that I think is, is strangely improved, and I know that's kind of blasphemous. Um, but uh, he, I, I really do think Chris Pine did a, a fantastic job of, of capturing a character without even remotely making it, I think, an imitation. Um, whether or not uh, Star Trek worked uh, really was going to depend on him. I, you know, I think it was, you know, the way that they, that they went with Spock and the way that they went with, with Bones, um, again, two great actors, but, uh, pretty much just straightforward performances, but you really can't do that with, uh, with someone doing William Shatner. If you put the pauses in, if you put the type of exaggeration in, it's just going to be a caricature. And they didn't do that. Uh, and he's just, you know, dynamically charismatic. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that he, he's wound up becoming a star after this. So, uh, so just the performance alone and even just the character itself. Um, you know, we get a, a great, uh, a great evolution in the character over three movies. The character that, that gives that kind of morose monologue at the beginning of Star Trek Beyond is not the character that, uh, that's sort of excited to head out on the journey at the beginning of the previous movie. I mean, there really is a lot of sort of evolution and change in the character that happens off, off screen mostly, but, uh, but certainly even on screen. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, so yeah, definitely Kirk. A vote for Kirk. I have never and will never vote against R2-D2. <laughs> Say, it's your mom's life or R2-D2. My mom's had a good life, R2-D2. Like, I love R2-D2 that much, and yeah, that scene is great. Ooh, it is all tied up. It's haha. It's a hard. This is hard. I don't like this. Um, I don't like this one bit. Um, I like, I, is it, is it the best Kirk? I think it might be the best Kirk. I like this Kirk. This Kirk gets his ass handed to him every movie. <laughs> He's a vulnerable human being who is not, um, shrouded by the, the Shatner glisten and gloss and, um, pauses and delivery 
he's he's a he's a, a likable understandable character who um isn't put on a pedestal and he does get his ass kicked all the time but um one of the moments that got me in in uh, last jedi is is this particular moment r2d2 and luke reunion i i may have had a tear in my eye because i'm a very big star wars fan who's been uh wanting moments like this for an awfully long time and when he starts playing the hologram of leia i'm like oh that's a cheap shot and then luke says oh that's a cheap shot and um it's hard i i if it if it if it weren't for the r2d2 part of this if it was just another luke moment i would vote for kirk but because it's r2d2 and luke back together again after such a long time i think that that's going to have to get my vote but it's on a knife edge R2-D2 gets the vote! Thank you, R2, I love you. And he's moving on, we're on to our next fight. Katie, this one is yours. It is something you dislike versus something you like. Gone! Versus the casino. On, I can't remember the name of Planet. Canto Bite. Okay. There you go. That casino scene was so unnecessary. I'm going con all the way... It, again, it's I'm voting for nostalgia's sake because I did not like the new Star Trek movies as much as I'm. Again, I'm a traditionalist, so and Khan is my absolute favorite Star Trek movie, so I'm going with Khan. And Mike, um, uh, I am also going to vote uh, for Khan. Although you know specifically, this is the Khan in Into Darkness, um, and and I love that Khan and. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's kind of funny because, um, you know, in the past we did a, uh, a, a negative commentary on Star Trek 2, um, even though we both, you know, love the movie very much. Um, but we then wound up doing a very positive commentary on Into Darkness because we love that one as much too. And I, I really do like the, the general take on Khan that they had in the movie. Certainly Benedict Cumberbatch, um, I thought did a great job. I thought that this was a very, Again, a credible, terrifying character. This is someone who I could, I could buy as being a sort of realistic, um, expression of a, a really twisted, evil, genetically modified being. I mean, he really did come off as brilliant. Whereas as much as I love, uh, Montalban's performance and Montalban's con, it is a big, broader, uh, sort of cartoony performance that works great against William Shatner, but I don't think it's going to actually play uh, in this sort of modern Star Trek. So I think they did a, it, Khan was, whether or not they do Khan was something that was always going to hang over the franchise just because Khan did leave such a big mark, uh, because of Star Trek 2. So I thought the way that they did it and the way they did it without actually making it Wrath of Khan, but still having references to it, uh, was a great way to do it. Um, you know, you can hear both, or Damon, Chris, and I all sing its praises, uh, on, on the Geek Bites uh, commentary episode. Um, which I actually listened to not too long ago. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for Khan. Another vote for Khan. Uh, it, it's funny because Katie said it, and a, a lot of people say that Canto Bite is unnecessary. And while there are things that happen on Canto Bite, that, that casino, that, that are unnecessary, the thing that is necessary is that they have to fail. Everybody in the movie, Last Jedi, fails, and that's where they fail. Because, uh, what's your name? I'm going to turn and look and see if I can see her face. Oh, I can't see her face right now. Rose. She said, 
No, no, not Rose. I, I, I know Rose and Finn. Those are the best. No, I'm talking about, uh, get the stations. A little alien girl with the round head. Yeah, New Yoda says, New Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna call her New Yoda. New Yoda says, find the man with the, the red lapel pin. He's the only one I trust. Not the only one that can do it. Mm-hmm. Important part of the movie because they get somebody that can do it, but not that uh, that she trusts, and they fail. A lot of people die because of that decision that's made. That were still left on those ships. If they go and get the right guy, they might be able to save the day. Or if they don't save the day, it's still okay. Those four hundred rebels are still alive. But because they go to Cantobite, because they go with the easy route, because they are meant to fail, um, or right, and there's only 20 people left at the end of the movie. So, Cantobite is a necessary part of the movie. I like the casino. Fuck you, God! <laughs> Chris? I just need to clear something up. Because of the, uh, the way that it's written down on the bracket, are, are we talking about Khan, or are we talking about uh, Zachary Quinto Spock shouting Khan? Just Khan it's, himself. It's, it's beat just, however you want just, it. Uh, Khan scares the shit out of me. New Khan scares the shit out of me. You want a Shakespearean performance? Go get your Montalban in uh, in Star Trek 2. If you want a John Doe 7 my god, this guy is absolutely terrifying performance, this is the Khan that you want. Um... Take it or leave it. Uh, either you like it or you don't. The the casino scene is um like Damon says, it, it it's more necessary than people give it credit for. Um but the acts that happen there don't necessarily have to happen in a place where they just fill the room with with aliens, which is kind of what they do in that sort of situation. Finding the guy, fine, doesn't have to be in a room filled with aliens. Can't scares the shit out of me. The casino scene itself, the scene in the casino, not necessarily the, the 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 marks that they hit to get to a certain point, not not the best part of that movie. So I will vote for Scary Con. Scary Con gets a vote. Dev. Uh, so when I was looking at this, I was just thinking of um, Zachary Quinto's Con, which I hated. First of all, he sh- he's he's supposed to be emotionless, right? I mean, I know throughout the movie he's struggling with keeping his emotion. His human side is kind of coming out more than it should. But uh, I hated so much of that movie, and that scene specifically, I very much disliked. However, I I, I want the casino to fail. Um, uh, I hated the casino scene as well. So this this is actually one where I, I was almost about to to abstain. However. Now that we've expanded it to include the con character, I actually did like the con character. I liked I liked his depiction, and he was like supremely evil and scary. And although, Damon, you you actually have sold me on the effects of the casino scene, I'm still going to vote con. But con I did is moving on. I, I did want to abstain. There's no such thing as abstaining. <laughs> Use your spite. Vote against the thing you hate. <laughs> this is the last fight of the first round. We've got six more hours of this. <laughs> uh, it is Darth Vader carving through the boarding tube in Rogue One versus it does not matter, but da- <laughs> but um, Terrace did kind of give us the unknown for this one, 
and it's the Star Trek Discoveries theme. Mike, go ahead. Um, I, I know that a lot of people love it, but I, I really, I didn't like the Darth Vader scene where he's carving through people. Um, the idea that, uh, oh, we get to see why Darth Vader is terrifying. Uh, I, this is a situation where I think the, uh, the not knowing why, not, not seeing this was, uh, was better. Um, you know, it felt kind of like a video game thing and I just thought Vader came off as a bit dumb, not realizing that there was a guy running away with a floppy disk that all he needed to do was grab the floppy disk and he wins. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's nice seeing Darth Vader actually do that stuff, but uh, for me, Darth Vader, uh, it was much better when he killed a room full of children. That was actually much more terrifying than a bunch of just punk ass rebel troops. Um, however, Discovery has a remarkably unrememberable theme song. Um, so, uh, so that's a tough one. And, uh, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna vote for Darth Vader here just because that means technically we have a Darth Vader versus Khan match in the next round, but I'm definitely gonna vote for Khan because I really didn't like that Vader scene. A vote for the Vader tube scene. Um, the Vader, uh, the Vader tube scene is the Vader movie. It's all I wanted from a Vader movie. Everybody's like, I want a Darth Vader movie. And it's like, you've got Darth Vader movies. You've got three of them, and you talk about how much they suck all the time. You don't want to know more about this character. You want it to be brief and concise, and that's what it was. And when I saw that the first time, I'm the, I noticed that he threw a guy on the ceiling, and then without looking, waved his white lightsaber back to cut him in half. I was like... That was great, and half the people that watched it didn't see it. It was like uh, Joker and the Pencil Trip, and ta-da. It took two viewings before I heard him say ta-da after putting the pencil through the guy's eye. But I'm going to vote for Darth Vader carving through the two. Chris. But Master Anakin, there are too many of them. Whatever shall we do? Their vote for <laughs> Darth Vader... Dev? Yeah, this, this is the one that I chose, um, or, or suggested. Um, I, I love that scene. I mean, I really like Rogue One. I, it's, it's probably my second favorite of all the Star Wars movies, uh, after Empire Strikes Back. And this scene in particular just shows how devastating and how uh, scary Vader is. A regular person, even like a group of them, ten of them, has no chance against uh, someone like Vader. And, you're kind of wondering why everyone's so scared of him at the beginning of the uh, of A New Hope. Well, this is the reason, because they just saw what happened to their friends on the other side of that door right before they ran away. And uh, I love this scene. I love that movie. So I'm voting Darth Vader. And I, I, can't, I, I didn't like the Discovery theme song at all. Not that I remember what it sounds like. Uh, Katie, is it a clean sweep? It's going to be a clean sweep, because I have no idea what the theme song of Discovery is. And I actually really liked that Darth Vader scene. I love Rogue Run. It's one of my favorites. So, yeah. Vader moves on, chopping some people in a clean sweep. Uh, that's it for round one. We'll be back after a message from these other podcasts, because you, I'm sure you have things that you can put here. We definitely do. Currently... Humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness. 
tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. We are back. Um, <laughs> at this point, don't this, see. I'm remembering things now, Mike. This is when we uh, talk to our guests about, "Hey, how are you? This is the first time you've been on the show and stuff." And uh, promote stuff. Do we promote stuff now? I think yeah. Geek cred. No, it's geek cred now. Promotion yeah. at the end. Oh, that's what it is. Geek cred yeah. now. What is your geek cred? Who, who are you starting with? I was saying Dev. Oh, me. Um, my geek cred. Well, uh, I am the uh, chief editor, I guess, of the Freebooters Network, so I do all of the... Um, the uh, everyone, uh, everyone who's on the network creates their own shows, does their recording, sends it to me. I do like a one final master edit. Um, I add in all the, uh, the ads, do an intro at the beginning, and then get it all posted online. Uh, in addition to that, I run, oh my god, three other podcasts. Um, so I do one called the Out of the Basement Podcast, where we uh, we just have just regular geek-related uh, conversations. Um, I, I GM a D6 Star Wars game, and I record that with uh, my players, and I put it up as a actual play podcast. That's called The Force Is Not Always With You, and it really isn't with these guys. And then uh, the guys that I do the Out of the Basement with, we have a new podcast that we've started putting out maybe about uh, a year ago. Um, this one's called Review of the Clones, where we take original movies from like the 1980s and 90s, and then the remakes that are being uh, de- developed and, and released nowadays. And then we do a comparison and contrast of the uh, of the movies and see which one we like better. Uh, I think we're up to episode eight on that so far, and we've got another one coming up in July. We're going we're gonna to do Judge Dredd. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Again, with Carl Urban, of all people. Carl oh, Urban's in everything! Katie, what? what is your geek cred? I am a member of the Anonymous Tabletop Podcast and a former member of the Screaming Heretics. We, um, beyond that, as board gamers, we, we like to play games and... Would much rather be doing that. So, yeah. Speaking of games, let's get back to it. Let's <laughs> see who's gonna win. Star Wars has the lead right now. Chris has been on a hundred thousand shows. If, if people don't know who Chris is, oh my god! You, you know he has a point. Since this is Geek Geek Fights two everyone's brand new. Even you guys. Yeah, but. Yeah, you must know about us, trust me. <laughs> Seriously, there's several thousand hours of stuff if you want to learn about me and Mike. <laughs> but Christopher, there's only about 500,000 hours of stuff for you with your 17 podcasts. Chris Mitchell? I, I, I've done podcasts. I, I don't do podcasts anymore, apart from this podcast, which I'm on right now. I, I like Star Wars. I like Star Trek. Um... I flew to Detroit. I went on vacation to Detroit. What more can I say? 
like, God damn it. Let's turn these fights back up. As I was saying before, Star Wars is in the lead. They have more people into the second round than Star Trek, but that can change very quickly. First fight is mine. It is Hardcore Fit and Mud versus Force Projection Luke. For me. Uh, I really like Force Projection Luke. I'm going to go Force Projection Luke. Chris. It, it's a tough one because uh, the, the 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 new mud, new mud. We like new mud. New mud is uh, a real villainous threat who uh, gets the better of the uh, the disco crew. Um, the 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 time travel where he pops up and he's doing different stuff. Episode is the best episode of disco. I really do enjoy that. Force projection, Luke is incredible way to say goodbye to a character who I really, really love. Uh, so, uh, I will go for Force Projection Luke in this instance, but it's a close one. Uh, yeah. Yep, I'm going to have to agree, Force Projection Luke all the way. I, I like Harden, uh, Hardcore Fett and Mud, but I, I remember as I was watching Discovery, I uh, his character just grated on my nerves, and I, I wish someone had shot him in the face, which usually is the sign of a great actor and a decently written role, but in this case, we're going to go Force Projection, Luke. Cool. Anybody else think that when they discovered that Luke was a Force Projection, you were just a teensy bit disappointed, like, oh, he's been phoning it in the entire time. So, I'm actually going to go with Mud. Sure, hmm. Uh, this this is a tough one. Um, I think uh, I'm just going to give it to Force Projection Luke, uh, even though I, I really do love uh, uh, the new Mud, and uh, and I agree that is like the single best episode of Discovery. It's a great classic Star Trek sort of one-off story, uh, and it's actually pretty good time travel, pretty clever. Um, I thought it a pretty solid performance, but uh, Force Projection Luke, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for that because it fooled me, um, even though I. I clearly recognized and noted, hey, why does he look a little bit different? Didn't think about it. <laughs> um, hey, he didn't get all destroyed. I didn't realize he could, like, repel blasts of that magnitude. No, it didn't happen. Wasn't leaving a trail when his foot moved. Never made contact. Never saw, I mean, saw every every bit of it, and it just completely fooled me. Um, and, and that's hard to do, because usually, uh, usually I'm, I'm pretty kind of snotty and jaded about things. And when, when something actually... Uh, is, is, is unexpected. I, I really appreciate that. So, first projection. First projection, Luke. One uh, second. Just, just one second. Mike, did you just Akbar us? What? You said, you, I didn't know Luke could repel, uh, blast yes. bots of that magnitude. You <laughs> Akbar, you Akbar us. That's a trap! Oh, bitch. Um, Luke is moving on. Chris, this fight is yours. It's the Kobayashi Maru. Versus Force Ghost Puppet Yoda. Uh, I I like Force Ghost Puppet Yoda. Um, you made a point, Damon, earlier about the fact that there was a Force uh, a puppet in um, the Fan- Phantom Menace that was replaced in the uh, the Blu-ray DVD releases with a uh, CGI model, which was infinitely better. Um, but the Kobayashi Maru just sets Kirk up. 
you know, it, it, it gives you, this is the Kirk that you're going to get for the next, well, the, for the foreseeable future. Um, and as a scene setter, as a character definition moment, it's absolutely perfect. So I will go for the Kobayashi Maru. Yes? I, I want to vote for Yoda. I love the way Yoda shows up in the sh- in the movie, and uh, and even he ends up doing things that you've never heard, seen or heard of before, uh, bringing down lightning onto the uh, onto the the home of Luke and burning it up and and basically leaving him uh, homeless and and what we think the uh, the texts are destroyed. Um, he's he's. The, the reoccurrence of that character is, is just great. And you can almost get the, the sense that he's been, every once in a while, he'll pop up and he'll haunt um, Luke for a bit, and then he'll go away again. But uh, I think I'm going to vote Kobayashi Maru in this. Oh, yeah, another vote for the Kobayashi Maru. Katie? As much as I really like the Kobayashi Maru, I'm actually going to go with Yoda on this one, because just like Dev just said... I love when he just blows that tree up. That was one of my favorite things. Like, here's a little pyro for you. Boom. Loved it. Uh, Mike. Um, this is, this is again tough. I always hate it when we have this type of stuff up against each other. Uh, I am, I'm going to go with Kobayashi Maru. Um, as much as I love Yoda and Puppet Yoda, um, and again, I didn't have a problem with Digital Yoda. And, uh, and I really did love him in that movie. But the, one of the things I really, really loved about the Kobayashi Maru in this new movie was the fact that, uh, Kirk, he, in Star Trek 2, he says he reprogrammed the simulator. And I don't really buy Kirk reprogramming a lot of stuff. And reprogramming the simula- simulator, he meant he had sex with someone and made, and convinced them to reprogram the simulator for him. That I totally buy. So Kirk beat the un- the unbeatable scenario with his penis, <laughs> and I love that. That is more Kirk than any other Kirk thing you can, Kirk, including what does God need with a starship? Oh, for the Kobayashi Maru, um, I love Force Ghost Yoda. Uh, it's because and because he's leaving right now, I'm going to vote for him. Love the failures, greatest teacher, uh, greatest challenges. Uh, we are what they move beyond as a, a master, as a teacher. Dude, those lines are great as I'm getting older, dealing with younger people in my life. So I'm going to vote for Yoda. But Kobayashi Maru is moving on. Dev, this next fight is yours. It is the last moments with Luke and Leia versus Kylo Swolo Ren. Uh, holding up that faster bolt. This, this, this one's a very, very tough one. First of all, because it's both Star Wars. Um... Again, we, we've mentioned how amazing that, that scene is where he does stop that blaster bolt in midair and, and holds it effortlessly. It doesn't even look like he's straining as he's containing like this, this massive amount of energy. But I'm gonna have to go with Luke and Leia. That's just, it's too touching. I'll vote for Luke and Leia, Katie. Technically, he was phoning it in. That <laughs> scene. He wasn't, how was he holding the dice? Excuse me. He was holding the dice. He handed her dice. They were forced projection dice. I don't get it. And that to me? No? Okay. <laughs> they, they disappeared when he, when he, when he died, the, the dice disappeared. Yeah, maybe. They did. It's, they, all, they, it's on, it's on screen. Oh, is it? I, I thought it was off. Yeah, they, they, they disappeared. So he handed her 
a fake present. There you go, there's something that's not real. Have cool. them. Uh, <laughs> for the yeah. basketball. Or keys. Um, I'm gonna vote for the the blaster bolt. Um, I, I do I do kind of feel pretty evenly split about these in any sort of logical sense. Um, but uh, I'm just gonna go with my gut, and I, I just really love that moment. I mean, it's 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 touching and sweet, and and certainly all of those things, and you know, all the, the goodbyes. But you know, Star Wars is about cool ass stuff happening on screen more so than it's about touching emotional family moments. So um, I'm, I'm always going to vote for the really badass cool moment. A vote for the blaster bolt. Um, I'm going to go with Luke and Leia. The, and the only people who could touch that stuff, by the way, were Skywalkers. Leia, was, Leia could touch it, and they disappeared in Kylo Ren's hand when he picked them up. Because he was pissed about it, and they disappeared in his hand. So, I, I, I love that whole moment. I have a sister. I've actually got Luke and Leia stuff because of that moment. I forgot how much I like the idea of them being siblings, and they never really touch on it at all in any of the movies. But I still like that, except for the first movie when they were totally bone and they were totally siblings. Uh, I'm going with Luke and Leia, uh, giving it a vote for me. It's all tied up, and fuck you, Chris. Uh, Kylo, Ren, Kylo, Ren, Kylo. <laughs> Blaster bolt, and, and Luke just gives Leia some, like, fake dice. Whatever. <laughs> you know what's great about that Kylo Ren vote was the fact that it was a blatant tantrum for Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren's holding the Blaster Bolt is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Katie, this one is yours. Seems like an easy one to me. It is the Red Room fight versus the Klingon. Maybe not as easy as you think. Hmm. Yeah, red room fight. Yes. Uh, I, uh, this is tough. Um, I'm gonna go with, uh, with Klingons. Um, again, that was, it, 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 I really didn't like the way they looked at first. Um, but over the course of the series, it, it grew on me. Um, and, uh, and again, I really just sort of applauded them taking the Klingons in such a different, but still sort of like consistent manner in terms of, of, of being this sort of bizarre warrior culture. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I love the Red Room scene. Um, and, uh, it's, it, you know, one of my favorite scenes in that movie. But, uh, you know, it is, that still winds up being a scene in a movie, whereas the, the Klingons were kind of a major, major part uh, of, of really all of that season of discovery. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it to the Klingons. Son of a bitch. Cause I was able to forget about the Klingons because I was like, I'm going to just vote for the Red Room fight. And then you reminded me about the, what you said in the first round, which is how alien the Klingons are. And they are very alien. And they're off-putting to people because they're very alien, which is, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, but the Red Room fight is like my second, maybe third favorite. No, I think it's my second favorite lightsaber fight. My first is obviously Duel of the Fates. Still like the one from Empire. Empire probably drops to three. And, and this fight is the 
is my number two now. Uh, but the Klingons are aliens now. They're not guys in makeup. They're aliens. Klingons. Chris? Oh, I, I kind of want to change my vote too now. <laughs> Do you want to? You can. No, I'll, 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 I'll keep going with Red Room. All right. I, I'm going to encompass uh, the, the, all the new Klingons because I remember when uh, stuff came out for uh, Into Darkness and there were Klingon makeup tests and things like that that, that that went out there. And everyone was all like, oh, no, they don't look like the Klingons supposed to. And I was like, it looks like a Klingon. And then stuff came out for Disco and I was like, oh, it looks like a Klingon. Um, what they did with the Discovery Klingons to turn them into something that was... Um, New and fresh and interesting was, was, was excellent. I was, I was very impressed with the fact that they kind of turned them up a notch and made them, as Mike said, alien, alien, very bizarre, strange thing. So as much as the Red Room fight is a really good scene in a really good movie, there's something about a, a sort of a reinvention of a, of a well-known, beloved Character or set of characters in Star Trek that that means something. So I will go for Nucleons. It's another vote, Dev. Uh, this one's tough. I don't like any of them. Um, I don't like the red right red room fight, and I don't like the new Klingons. The question is, which one do I like least? And I'm probably going to have to go red room fight is the one I like less badly than the other. Room fight, but Klingons are moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mr. Ortiz, this one is yours. It is Kylo Ren's tantrum versus Ray. Hmm. Um, this, this is interesting because it's basically Kylo versus Ray. Um, let's see. Kylo already moved on once, didn't he? Yeah, so he should move on again. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm going to vote for Ray. Uh, one, because we already have a Kylo on here, uh, moving on. And, uh, two, because as, as has been pointed out, I mean, I, and I, I agree, I really did not like her as much in, in the first movie, so there's def- a definite improvement, which is exactly, you know, the pattern that, that Luke had. I mean, he was bitch Luke and, um, in the original, and then he was, you know, he was a better Luke, and he doesn't actually become like a Jedi, even though he becomes kind of a dick, uh, in Return of the Jedi. So I guess in the next movie, Ray will be more powerful be more powerful, be overconfident, and kind of a bitch. Um, but that's fine. That would be a nice parallel uh, arc. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for Ray. I'll vote for Ray. Ooh, I do like this solo. Ah. Mm. Uh, yeah, Ray. I'll go Ray. Chris? It's, um, it's a, a, an interesting... Kylo, Kylo Ren's petulant tantrums are a, a character trait of Kylo Ren, but as far as I can recall, Rey always beats Kylo when it comes to fights, even though she's absolutely untrained. Mm-hmm. And it's just her will with the Force. She, they're, they're, they're after the Skywalker legacy lightsaber, and Kylo's reaching for it through the Force, and Rey's reaching for it through the Force, and it goes to Rey. So my vote will go to Rey as well. I'm going to go Kylo all the way for this. Um, like I said, there's a lot about Ray's character I don't like, especially in that first movie. And Kylo, well, I've, I've always liked his special tantrum, so that's my vote. Well, you guys had the first argument 
for Kylo's roots or <laughs> Kylo Ren's tantrums that actually made sense because I always hated them, but you guys actually made sense out of them for once. However, I'm not voting for them. I'm going Ray. Ray, that beautiful ray of light is moving on into the next round. Uh, next fight is Simon Pegg, writer of Discovery. No, writer of Beyond. There you go. Versus Han shoots first. I don't, I don't, I don't care about this fight. Just gonna be completely honest. I love the moment Han shoots first. But I also like Simon Pegg. Oh, I'll go Simon Pegg. Uh, Chris. Um, uh, Han shoots Simon Pegg in the face. First. <laughs> well, wait, what was that of you vote for, huh? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have you can interpret it however you, I don't care. I, I, well, we'll go with Han, why not? Right, uh, Dev? Yeah, Han for me all the way. Ooh. Uh, Katie? I really don't care who shot first. I'm gonna go with Simon Pegg. Coming to you, Mr. Ortiz. Ooh, this is, this is painful. Um, I, you know, I, I, I gotta go with Simon Pegg. Uh, Simon Pegg is moving on. Han shot first and missed, just like Greedo did. Uh, we're on to our next fight. Uh, Chris, this one is yours. This is a hard one for me. Boys kills the swarm versus R2-D2 and Luke's reunion. It's two very powerful moments in movies. Um, I, 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 I feel dirty and I feel like I'm betraying Luke and R2-D2 by saying that there's something about that Beastie Boys killing the swarm that, that fires me up. I really think that's like one of the best moments in Star Trek ever. So I would be I, I would be betraying myself if I were to vote for anything else. So I will go for Beastie Boys kills the swarm with the sabotage. Sabotage! Uh, death. There is no doubt that is an amazing scene, but I gotta go R2-D2 and Luke. Sorry, was muted. Yeah, sabotage. Easy boys. Please. Um, I will tie it up. You fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, because now it's. I literally watched both of these movies last night, and I remember the scene that happened with Luke and and R two D two, and it was a great scene. I love R two D two, but I remember really perking up for the scene. I'm serious. I was falling asleep for the Beastie Boys scene, and the Beastie Boys scene is so good. But it's, it's R2-D2. I've got R2-D2 in my room that's older than me right now. This i got so R2-D2s. You're trying to ask me to vote against R2-D2, but I also like music cues and movies. <laughs> I hate you so much, you son of a bitch. I'll change my vote if it's really that important. It's not that important. Goddamn geek fight, it's never that important because we're always wrong, and I'm wrong right now. God damn it. Beastie Boys. God damn it, it's Beastie Boys. I'm picking Beastie Boys. Fuck. I don't want to pick I'm Beastie Boys. <laughs> it's such a good scene. It's such a good scene. Visually. Auditorily. I totally was going to vote for it. I just tied it up to, to make you have to do that. <laughs> Bitch, I hate you even more. I hate you even more. <laughs> We're on to our next fight. Dev, this one is yours. 
It is Khan versus Vader slicing through the hole. Oh, it's Vader all the way. Vader all the way. Or Katie. As much as I really enjoyed Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan, I did not enjoy that movie as much. So I'm going to go with Vader. Vader. Mr. Michael Anthony Ortiz. Steal his identity, folks. Um, so uh, as I mentioned uh, previously, I, I did not like the Darth Vader scene. I only voted for it in Darth Vader versus Khan because I did not. Uh, remember the discovery theme. Um, and again, it's really, I mean, I, I, I get it. It's kind of a, you know, Darth Vader gets to kill a bunch of people. Um, but you know, we've, we've seen Jedi hack through people before. Um, at this point, it's not really as terrifying, I think, as, uh, as, as the not knowing. Um, and again, you know, just from a strictly objective standpoint, Vader was sent to retrieve the plans and there was clearly a dude with a floppy disk running away. And Vader does not just stop him. He has to go, you know, horse around and kill a bunch of people and be all the badass and let the plans get away. He kind of fucked up. He only had one job to do, get the plans. He fails at it. Oh, he gets to kill a bunch of people, scare a bunch of people. But you know what? If he hadn't actually uh, wasted his time hacking people up, he might have got that disc. We would have had a Death Star. The Emperor would have crushed the Rebellion, and everything would be different. So... Now, this is really just an example of Darth Vader not being very good at his job. Uh, thanks for that, Mike. A vote for Khan. And, and, and it actually brings up more parts of Rogue One that, it's like, you know, Rogue One, excellent film. Completely ruins the uh, continuity and canon of Star Wars because of scenes like that. Because Vader should be way more badass and just snatch it from that guy. And then the movie's over. But you can't do that. Because then you can't have him handing it off to Leia at the very end of the movie. Spoiler. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Khan is Khan! At least, as Chris said in the earlier round, absolutely terrifying. I'm scared of him. And, uh, yeah, I'm voting for Khan. And tying it all up, going to you there, Christopher. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. I don't know if that's a vote for Vader. Yeah, that, or... one, that confuses me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vote for He's so angry because he doesn't like Sam, so he slices through rebel scum. It's a vote for Vader. I love that bit in, <laughs> in Rogue One. I love it so much. I do. I love it so much. He's angry because he has sand in his underwear, so he slices up rebel scum. I'll buy it. Oh. Yeah, I, I just, I just, because uh, that's one of the most hated quotes from episode two. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't know where you were going. Seems like a vote against Darth Vader in general. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, we're on to our next round. Uh, it's for a spot in the final four. Katie, this fight comes to you. It is Force Projection Luke versus the Kobayashi Maru. Kobayashi Maru. The Kobayashi Maru. Mike. Um, again, a very tough fight, um, but I'm sticking with Kobayashi Maru. Um, that was a great scene in in this movie in particular, and uh, and in general, I, I really do like uh, the Kobayashi Maru scenario, even though as a as a test of character, it's not particularly uh, effective. But um, and I, I even liked how they kind of call out that it's it's a bit of a cheat in in this movie. 
So, uh, yeah, even though I love Force Projection Luke. No, he loves Force Projection Luke. He, Luke Force Projected his mute button before he was finished talking. <laughs> no, actually, my cat stepped on it. <laughs> I, I guess that's my cat telling me to shut up. And uh, vote for Kobayashi Maru. Uh, vote for Kobayashi Maru. You know what? I love the Kobayashi Maru. It's fun. We've blown it up into something great. But Force Projection Luke, for me, is the farewell to Luke Skywalker. It is his goodbye. And Arizona, to watch this movie, I did not see any trailers, so I didn't know anything. And the first time I watched it, I loved it. I was in the hotel room, and they were playing uh, Episode 4, also known as Just Star Wars, on TV. And it's at the point where Luke is about to go on his journey, and he sees the two sons of Tatooine, and the the music starts to swell. And then the very next day, I saw Star Wars The Last Jedi again. And I watched the whole scene, and then Luke is, you know, on that stone. He just did this amazing thing that nobody had ever done before, just like Kylo had done earlier. And in the movie before. And then the two sons are there, and the music starts to swell. Like, no, I'm done. He didn't die. The force projection didn't kill him. He decided to be done. And that moment to me, like, I tear up still when I think about the fact that he didn't die. The force projection does not kill him. It is literally, he goes, it is my time. He listens to his master, Master Yoda. They are what we grow beyond. So, uh, yeah, force projection loop all day, every day. I would agree with you if he was on Tatooine. If he was on Tatooine, you'd be you'd be selling me, because that would make the circle complete. Um, I I do like that scene, and and he, and he Obi Wan the the shit out of that scene. He's like, I'm done. I don't need to be here anymore. I pass my wisdom on to the next uh, person by not actually training her at all. Thinking about it, he didn't train Ray very well whatsoever. Um, but I I think I think the Kobayashi Maru scene is so important to set up the new Star Trek universe, whereas the the end of Luke Skywalker's journey is just a part of a new a new series of Star Wars, if that makes any sense. So I will vote for the Kobayashi Maru. <sighs> I voted against Yoda in the last one in favor of the Kobayashi Maru. However, I can't do it for Luke, so I have to vote Luke. Luke. But the Kobayashi Maru is moving on. Wow, it's really the no-win scenario for anything that goes up against it. Mike, this next fight is yours. It is Kylo Ren freezing that blaster bolt versus the Klingons. Hmm, this is, uh, this is, this is kind of tough. Um, I do, I do really like the new Klingons a lot. I've, I've voted for them many times. Um, but I do understand and do actually appreciate the, as I've been rewatching Deep Space Nine, um, you know, realizing that I'm going to miss seeing those old Klingons. So it, it's unfortunate because we did have to kind of lose something uh, that I did like to gain something that I, I also like. But at least at this point, don't like quite as much because they're just not nearly as much fun. I mean, they're more alien, more terrifying. But, uh, you know, I, I actually like Deep Space Nine Klingons. Um, you know, I think they, they got a, a great expression on that show. Um, and, uh, and you know, 
again, that, that was, that was just a really great moment with Kylo Ren. Um, and that moment that like, like Chris said, that moment is where it just sort of the movie clicked in with me. And, uh, and yeah, Tom. So the bolt is cool and the Klingons are cool. It is a cool part of, of it. But I think it was Chris who, it was somebody who mentioned it earlier. I don't want to, it's not, it's not that just that he held it. Walks away when he leaves and he releases it. That's the part that makes me go, whoa, what are we dealing with? That's when all the force stuff gets cranked up to a thousand. That moment there allows force projection loop to happen later. So, uh, I'm gonna go with Blaster Bolt. Uh, Chris. Kylo! Icky very quickly shot at Kylo Ren. Yeah. Uh, uh, also Kylo. Kylo. Is it a clean sweep, Katie? Tuck, tuck. Oh. Hoots pie. What, was that Klingonese? Where is the bathroom in Klingon? Then <laughs> 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 uh, uh, vote for the Klingons, but the Blaster Bolt. Moving into the final four, on to our next fight. It goes to... Uh, who is Damon? Oh, that's me. It is Ray versus Simon Pegg. I'm doing this easy. It's Ray. Sorry, Simon. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Chris? I'm surprised you didn't understand the Klingon, because weren't you a Klingon at uh, Star uh, Star Trek The Experience? Just a black guy. No, you were a Klingon, surely. Just a black guy. Happened all the time. Just a black guy, not a Klingon. Uh, now that I've insulted you, let's go for Ray. Go for Ray? Dev? I'm going to go Ray, yeah. Go Ray. Katie? I'm going to go Ray Elsa. Clean sweet. Uh, it should be, but I, I will at least give Simon Pegg from some love for a broad amount of geek cred. But, uh, you know, I, I would have voted for him. I would have voted for Ray if uh, if uh, it was, like, tied up or anything. <laughs> Ray is into the final four. And for the last spot, the final four, Chris, this fight is yours. It is the Beastie Boys from Star Trek Beyond versus Darth Vader cutting through a bunch of people in Rogue One. This is the toughest one yet because <laughs> they are so good. They're such good moments. Um, I'm going to have to to pull out uh, context of the movie, and you don't need to have... Darth Vader carving through rebel scum to 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 round that movie off, but you need to have the Beastie Boys killing the swarm to finish Star Trek Beyond. So I will go for the sabotage. A vote for sabotage. Dev. Nope, nope, nope. Vader, 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 all the way. All the way, Katie. What you see, you might not get, and we can bet. So don't you get souped yet? Scheming on a thing, that's a mirage. I'm trying to tell you now, it's sabotage. Sabotage! <laughs> uh, Mike? Sorry. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was gonna do sabotage lyrics too, but you beat me to it. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, sabotage. Sabotage. And it wasn't tied up, so I didn't have to decide from two things that were really nice and fun. Beastie Boys is in the final four. 
Our final four is the Kobayashi Maru versus Kylo Ren holding the Blaster Bolt and Rain versus the Beastie Boys. I don't know what, fucking Beastie Boys. Uh, Dev, this first fight is yours. Is the Kobayashi Maru versus the Blaster Bolt? It's Kylo. Kylo. Katie? Kirk working his penis magic on the Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> penis magic. Mike? Uh, damn. Um, I, I can be easily swayed by a good argument on this. Um, I am going to vote for Kylo. I'm, go- I'm going to play my hand here and say I'm re- I would really like to see a Kylo Ren uh, Force Bolt versus the Beastie Boys in the last round. Um, because they are both kind of interesting moments that uh, in, in many ways encapsulate uh, what, what's new about some of this stuff. Um, so I'm going to vote for Kylo, even though I love the Kobayashi Maru. I'll probably be talked out of it. Um, I'll vote for Kylo. Hello on the boat. I'm pretty sure I know which way Chris is going to vote. You know what? Let me ask Chris. Chris, I want to skip me and go to you. Hey, no fair going out of order. Yeah, you can't. You, you can't. You can't do that. It's not your show. Oh, this is your show. I, I, again, it's, it's one of those things that both of these are absolutely intrinsic to selling the rebirth of a series. Um, Kirk and the Maru tells you that this is a, 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 a new quirky Kirk that you really want and he uses penis magic to get what he wants. Well, well actually, that's, that's what Kirk used to do. So it's reminding you of what Kirk used to do. But that moment of Kylo stopping the Blaster Bolt having a conversation with... I'm sure that he has... He finishes a conversation that he has with one guy, with, with a villager man, um, Max Van Cito, whoever the hell it is. And then he has a conversation with um, Poe and then walks back into the ship and just, like, just lets go of the Blaster Bolt. That sells that character as being ominous. It's like, well, Vader never used to do that shit. We saw the, the Emperor could do weird stuff like that. But it sells that character and it, it sells, it, it sells it. It makes it happen. So it will have to be the Kylo Ren stopping the Blasty Bolt. Yeah, that's where I was going to go to. But I didn't want to accidentally tie it up and mess around and then have you vote for Kobayashi Maru and have to change my vote after the fact. <laughs> so disappointed with the penises in this room right now. Well, we always have penis magic. It's not anything new to us. You know how it works. <laughs> Blaster Bolt is moving on. Katie, this next fight is yours. It is Ray versus the Beastie Boys. Sabotage! The Beastie Boys. It's so much better than Ray. Beasties. Mike! Uh, I am, I am also gonna vote for, uh, Beastie Boys. Um, what, what I think is really interesting about it is, uh, there really wasn't a lot of what we would kind of consider modern popular culture reference in Star Trek. Um, you know, they, they would certainly reference Shakespeare, they would reference, um, kind of film noir, they, they referenced, uh, movie serials, jazz, but, uh, they never really gave us any rock and roll. I mean, the closest would have been Way to Eden, which were just really bad imitation hippie songs. Um, but this is some real rock and roll, um, and I think that perfectly shows how this was intended to be a Star Trek that is sort of a piece of wider pop culture, not quite, not quite as much of a, of a nerdy thing. And that 
it, it's odd that something that simple could really sort of encapsulate the entire direction of, of the film series. And then to make that uh, a moment of, of victory, uh, basically surfing, the, the Enterprise surfing a wave of stuff, blowing it up, was just a fantastic visual. It worked great in 3D. Um, it was an absolutely fantastic moment with a great song. And now, strangely, I can't hear Sabotage without thinking about Star Trek. So, uh, so Star Trek has kind of wormed its way into, uh, into my own consciousness with the, with the music. So, um, yeah, Beastie Boys and Sabotage. Vote for Beastie Boys and Sabotage. I could talk, oh, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to say stuff about Ray, even though I'm going to vote for the Beastie Boys because, yeah, Ray's going away after this one. And the thing I love in Last Jedi about Ray, I didn't like her so much in Chris Wakens, but Last Jedi, she, when they see these things, when she sees the future that she's going to have with Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren sees the future that he's going to have with her, they're both right. They're just seeing it through a very tinted glass. And I liked that idea that they're the yin and yang of one another. Miss them in this fight, but it's only it's, there's only one more round. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Ray, even though it can't be Kylo versus. Ray. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna say Beastie Boys, even though it can't be Kylo versus Ray. Uh, Chris. I, I I think I'm gonna. I'd love to swing a vote for Ray because Ray deserves a vote. So I'm probably gonna vote for Ray, but really my heart says Beastie Boys because it's such an awesome moment when the Yorktown joins in. Just that bit, just like the Yorktown. The Yorktown picks up the signal and he's like, Yorktown's like, "How's the Beastie Boys, motherfuckers?" And the Swarm's like, "Ah, it's brilliant." Um, uh, Dev. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I want to vote for Ray, but I'm going to vote Beastie Boys. Safe in voting for Ray. True. Um, she's not going to go on to the next round. Uh, but uh, the, the problem is, I hated her so much in that first movie that I don't want to vote for her. So, Beastie Boys it is. The final fight ends up being Star Trek versus Star Wars. As I it should be. I did not expect that to happen. Really? Yeah, probably no. Well, it could, well, it was Star Trek versus Star Wars the whole time. I was expecting one or the other to overrun it, and at the end, it would be just this. But we've got Kylo Ren freezing that blaster bolt versus the Beastie Boys killing a swarm of were they aliens or were they humans? I don't know. Genetically altered humans. Some of them were. Go first. Uh, let's go with you, Dev. You'll go first on this one. Uh, my vote will always be if I have... Well, see, it wasn't before, but my heart wants to vote Star Wars over Star Trek in the final of anything, so I'm going to go definitely Kylo stopping the blaster bolt. Blaster bolt. Uh, Katie? My heart always wants to go lean towards Star Trek over Star Wars. I've always been a Trekkie more than I ever enjoyed the Star Wars movies, but... I to me. <laughs> you have to choose now. It's so hard. No. Just just after the fact. Theoretically, how did Kylo Ren stop that blaster bolt? Oh, it's it's There's very so simple. Many he issues with that scene there... in your opinion. 
There aren't. And he was never trained to do that. No one, I've never seen anybody else do that. And he is not the strongest Sith guy in, in the movie. So why? And okay. So physics wise, how do you stop a piece of plasma in mid air without it cooling or doing anything like that? But you know, the scene wasn't my favorite Star Wars scene in the new series. However, with the new Star Trek movies, I've never liked them because I don't like the alternate timelines. I really don't like it. So I'm going to go with Kylo Ren. A vote for Kylo for now. Mike? Um, I, I love that we've come down to, you know, we've eliminated like whole characters. We've eliminated some of the, the big things and just really come down to two separate moments in these movies that uh, encapsulate uh kind of a, a lot of these movies. And um, I think uh, I'm going to go with with the uh, the BC Boys, with Riding the Wave. Um, yeah, I, I could possibly be swayed, but uh, that's just sort of where, where my heart's going with it. I just really, really loved that moment. I loved how it, it's a callback to uh, the previous um, movies. Uh and, and you know what? And, and one last thing is I've always, I've always kind of had, uh, had this sort of uh, thing about surfing and, uh, we got to watch the Enterprise surf. Uh, pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, and actually when, when Chris pointed out earlier when, uh, Yorktown kicks in and it just like goes huge, like that, that is, is a cinematic Star Trek moment. I mean, that Star Trek doesn't get more cinematic than that. And these are Star Trek movies. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of one of the things that, that I, I dug about the new movie. So, yeah, we'll go with the Beastie Boys. Oh, it's the Beastie Boys. See, I almost spite voted you right there because it's the goddamn Franklin. It's not the Enterprise Serpent. It's the Franklin. And the Beastie Boys are hip hop, not rock and roll. Even though they kind of drift between both. But they, they, they're, they're roots are hip hop, goddammit. Can't spite vote in the last round. Can always spike vote, my yeah. friend. That's, that's <laughs> when the spike is the worst. <laughs> and I will, I, I won't spike vote right now. I will vote for the Beastie Boys at the moment to tie it up and send it to Chris. Oh, I don't know, Chris. At almost one in the morning. Why would you do that to me, you asshat? <laughs> um. <sighs> Star Wars over Star Trek every time. Kylo stopping the blaster ball. Yes! That makes me super happy. Just that brutal? Just that... Oh, you want to change your vote? No, I said that makes me super happy. Okay, Katie, Katie said she wanted to change her vote, and then she said no. It's, it's not set in stone. Burn! Vote if you want. Don't do it, Katie. Don't do it. My gut, my first, my first gut here. I can't stand it. I know you planned it. That's low, man. That's really low. <laughs> Call it the blaster bolt. Kylo Ren stopping the blaster bolt is the winner. But as always on Geek Fights, we are absolutely wrong. The real winner. Is Lens Flares. Lens Flares <laughs> should have won this fight. Everybody knows it. No, <laughs> no it, it's it's Wolver's Milking. Wolver's Milking is the actual winner. Oh, 
was horrible. There we go. I, I'm actually surprised no one mentioned that in the uh, it, as one of the matchups. Oh yeah. Not a real I mentioned winner. that in one of my arguments. <laughs> Should have been resurrected triples. Yeah, uh, we're resurrected triples. That like Jesus triples. Anyway, did that triple become like a triple Messiah? The other triples. <laughs> I think it is. Kirk is walking around right now. He is to me. Cause it's a, it's, and they have both sexes? Anyway, uh, our winner is Blaster Bolt. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Katie, give us your plugs! You've got plugs? Tabletop? Tabletop is all I heard. You told me to plug something. <laughs> no, no, no. You you were cutting out when you were speaking. That's all. Yeah, only one word you oh, heard. Sorry. Please cut that part. We'll see. <laughs> uh, you can plug too now, Dev. Um, well, all I'll, all I'll plug is say thanks for joining us on the Freebooters Network. Um, I'm really happy that you guys came aboard. This has been super, super fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to more of these in the months to come. Oh, it's almost it's almost twelve thirty there. You're you're in Sunday. Is there anything that you can to, to plug from Sunday for us? It's going to be a beautiful day on Sunday for you. Oh, you mean for us? Okay. I'm in the future. Remember? Duh. Just like Star Trek. It, it, We're actually mean, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's right. Can we stay here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to say a whole thing about uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, Facebook slash Geek Fights, uh, face, on uh, Twitter at Geek Fights. Uh, uh, you can email uh, us at... Net anymore. That's gone. Someone's I didn't say it, that. I didn't say that. that. You can go to geekfights.podbean.com to find old episodes, and you can find old episodes still on... Uh, iTunes, uh, again, in the old feed, which we are still keeping alive. Um, so if you're new to Geek Fights from uh, from the Freebooters Network, then uh, you can go check out old episodes. We've done uh, a lot of episodes, not just Geek Fights, but a couple other things, commentaries and things like that. And, uh, and if you're a, a Geek Fights person who is new to the Freebooters Network, um, you're going to get a, a lot of uh, a lot of new podcasts in this feed. I think we're going to do this about once a month. Um, we'll be in the rotation. I think that was what we figured out. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, so check us out there as part of the Freebooters Network. We're glad to be doing this. Um, glad to be back, at least for now. <laughs> uh, this was a long, but you know what? Star Trek versus Star Wars, that's, that's always, always a bread and butter on this show. It's a, it's a topic that we'll never, never stop giving. Weird we don't list. actually have a sign-off anymore. Uh, the old sign-off won't work. Yeah, we do. Figure that out. Sign-off does work. Until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. That's. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, you son of a bitch. So until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Good night. You're a geek. I don't mean to be rude, but you should seek out like-minded people to embrace all aspects of your fandom. See your path. Stay on it. There are sights to be seen, wonders to embrace, and new friends you haven't met yet. Geek Nation Tours.